Hockey Town celebrated three championships in seven years, and rarely has someone so tough played so pivotal a part. McCarty draws, McCarty in, McCarty scores! A magnificent goal! Down McCarty! Show that play. Larry Arnold, Shanahan, I love you, but you're a mess. I, I am a mess. I'm a work in progress, I guess you could say. Well, this work in progress here. I don't know if you know this, but I'm going to tell you. It's October 2nd, 2019, in the year of the Lord. And I just looked down to my co-host, Perry Bellucci, to see it's Show number 42, so that's pretty good consistency, Perry. How are you tonight? Doing really good, so Max. This one I'm going to dedicate to Jackie Robinson in honor of the fact of running into Willie Horton last week, who Willie Horton, what a great human being and representative of the Detroit Tigers and, and what it means to be from Detroit area. So uh, show 42, we're here. Cry time with Darren McCarty on this Wednesday, October 2nd, 7.23 p.m., a little bit early because we had to get here a little bit early because of our guest tonight. Uh, obviously, I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host, Perry Bellucci, my producer-engineer, Mike McCool. Uh, thank you to Radio for One Studios, uh, Mike Walters, Jay Boger, and our buddy Ethis on the Detroit cast Sunday through Thursday, right here from their studio, The Grind Time, with Darren McCarty broadcasts you from every Wednesday night. Also, check out J. Chris Newberg on Heroin Has a New Publicist, a funny funny podcast but tonight um geez what can i say uh <laughs> I, I, no i can't say a lot but uh let's here let me go first of all four-time stanley cup champion um how many juniors wins perry do you have any what were you i didn't get that well, i got we played two world uh world juniors two world juniors yep gold Gold, right, exactly. That's right, exactly. Golden Junior. Frank J. Salky Award for Defensive Player in the NHL 2003-2004. That's the same award that like guys like Sergei Fedorov, Steve Eisenman, Pavel Datsuk. I mean, it's a pretty well-known uh, trophy uh, in Detroit, but uh, and and also too, he played in the Olympics in 2006. But you know, yeah, it didn't go so well. Away, but yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, hey, World Cup, World Cup, World, World Cup, Cup. Yeah. Four World Cup. That's why I didn't count. Yeah, we'll right. go. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't count. Um, obviously, uh, no more further ado. Uh, centerman of the world famous uh, grind line, four-time Stanley Cup champion, and my best friend in the world. Uh, who's seen me through ups, downs, in and out, but has always <laughs> been there. Thank you for being here, buddy. How you doing? Chris Draper, the director of amateur scouting for your Detroit Red Wings. Welcome, bro. Thanks, Mac. Appreciate it. Uh, you're looking forward to it, you know? I've Obviously, I've uh, been following a lot on uh, on Instagram, uh, catching all your clips of where you've been. Man, you've, you've, you've played in a lot of golf tournaments. <laughs> you like it's, that, uh, right? Every time there's another golf uh, golf outing. Uh, obviously, you came to the Little Caesars outing, which was amazing. We obviously appreciate that. Fantastic. Um, I, had but, a, I had a great time with that. Let's, let's, ex let's explore, uh, expand on that a little bit because of... It's always important because of the uh, this year for Little Caesars um, and the court with the Navy uh, Seals Museum and, yep. and that foundation. What's the ladies... Uh, Dorothy. Dorothy. Yes. Yeah, Dorothy, yeah. who's awesome. Unreal. And yeah. they did a demonstration, right? 
Um, also here today, Bill Roos, media media guru and uh, grind time friend who's been uh, 31 years reporting on sports here in Detroit. So uh, I put Bill in the Kevin Allen category as just guys that know the real way it is uh, around here. So thanks for joining us, Bill, and having fun. But uh, back to back to that with the Navy SEALs. They did a demonstration. Yeah. And they brought in the helicopters, and they brought in the dogs, and they, you know, had... Yeah, the, uh, one, the skydiver, 2,500 feet, dove. He had the uh, American flag. That's unbelievable. Unreal. 2,500 feet, and he was coming in hot. Oh. And, that and was a hot landing. They had the a, German Shepherd, the attack dog. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then, and then finally, something I don't know if happened? anybody... Something knew, happened there? Anybody knew this or not, but uh, you know what? They, they were scoping out some, uh, some suspect... Uh, people and uh just so happened that mr draper ended up with a black bag over his head like a terrorist <laughs> yeah. and he was hauled off there they got the uh, they the Tell, one guy jumped me pretty good yeah they, do, they threw you down i know and threw that knee into your side yeah and yeah did that feel like joey punching you a couple kidney shots yeah no doubt uh i i knew they they're like are you okay to be part of the demonstration? I was like, of course, you know, and I, obviously you and I, big, huge Navy SEAL guys. Like, yeah. I mean, those guys are, you know, people obviously talk, talk about us as being heroes, you know, and, and, and it's, it, it's very nice that they do, but obviously, uh, you know, Navy SEALs, I mean, you're talking, you know, badass and, and man, these guys, they're the true, you know, American heroes. And so obviously I wanted to be a part of it. I actually kind of thought, I'd be able to kind of sense the danger and, and maybe be able to kind of hold them off a little bit. But the one guy <laughs> came up from behind and it was, I was up, down, I had a forearm on my neck and then the other guy comes sliding in hot and the knee comes right into the kidney. And just for fun, because of obviously the stuff that we went through, I thought, you know, maybe Mac would come to, come to my aid. <laughs> so I was like, Mac, where are you? He didn't answer. I thought Joey might come. He didn't come. I know Maltz isn't going to come help me out. So anyway, so I, all, all that happens is Mac, pulls his phone out he's, video, he's videotaping it and he's asking harder more another one and then they throw the you know they threw the uh the bag over my head they they literally picked me up they escorted me probably about 50 yards to uh to helicopter you can't me. see because i couldn't see i'm bad yeah no, i could i could see my feet you could that so, was it. so for anybody out there that's listening we're talking about this the navy seals they did the exact same training as that they would do to go in where they went into Bin Laden, you know, you hit Navy SEAL Team Six and those black masks, so you can't see anything. If yeah. you've seen it on TV, yeah. Drapes was being the demonstration, for lack of a better word, dummy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for for them, and just to have that perspective of how dark. And then also when I asked you about, they drag you fifty yards and they let you buckle in, but they said usually, oh, usually they not even close. To the, so no. they drag you to the copter and then yeah. boom. They the wished one, yeah. off. So the, the, the Navy SEAL went in first, and then I went in, and usually the other guy would come in, and then that would be it. They'd sandwich, obviously, the, you know, who's ever, you know, black bagged and put him, you know, right in the middle. But they're like, they were like, oh, okay, you got to buckle up and, and stuff. And then the copter, I'd never been in a helicopter before. That was the first time. Really? Thing went zipped right up and then cruised over uh, Lake Orion. It was, uh, it was really cool. So it was, uh, it was great to be a part of it, and it was, uh, you know, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty. It was awesome that the Navy SEALs were there for Little Caesars, amateur hockey, you know, supporting the AAA program, and uh, you know, I thought, uh, you know, everyone got a real kick out of that. That's awesome. Let's talk. Let's let's stay with uh, the director of uh, amateur scouting. So, uh, for the past what five years or. What, what you were the assistant, uh, special assistant to the general manager. Yeah, with Ken. Yeah. Right. Um, what changes in your role now, or um, can you explain 
what the difference is from what yeah. you've been doing the past five years as special assistant to taking over the role as director of amateur scouting? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, with Ken, you know, great opportunity to work with him. What a you know, uh, you know, phenomenal person became. You know, friends of ours. Obviously, he was the general manager for for all our teams, and then we were lucky to be able to have a, a friendship with Ken Holland and. I was able to go in and basically as kind of the assistant to the general manager, I kind of watched everything. I watched the NHL, I watched our American League team, then I watched a lot of amateur games as well. Tyler Wright was the director of amateur scouting. I was able to work with him on, uh, you know, on some drafts, but more or less, you know, he had two chief amateur scouts that, that he really relied on day in and day out, and I would just kind of go to the games and write reports and, and kind of give my feeling on some players. Um, and then obviously with the change, when, when Stevie came in, you know, we just kind of started talking and asking, you know, the, what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go in, uh, with the organization. And, you know, probably over the last two or three years, I, I took a, a, you know, a strong liking to the amateur side of the game. And I realized with where the Detroit Red Wings are, where we are right now, you know, how important it is, uh, obviously with drafting. And then the next step would be player development. And that's, uh, Dan Cleary and Sean Horkoff, you know, those guys are, are in charge. So now for me, um, I'm basically, you know, I'm, I'm sitting at the, at the table, right, right beside Stevie. And, uh, you know, we're going to be, uh, you know, I'm going to have a big say in obviously who we're drafting. And I have two chief amateur scouts, uh, Ryan Rizmierski, who used to work with Nash, uh, Nashville Predators. He lives up in Ann Arbor. And then a former teammate of ours, uh, Jesse Wallen came over from oh, St. Louis. So nice. you're going to see Wally around. He's, uh, so those two guys, I have those two, uh, are my chief amateur scouts. Obviously, Hawk and Anderson, director of European scouting over there. I'm, uh, I'm going over to Sweden on Friday. I'll be over there for 10 days and, and kind of going through, and I'll see all the top, uh, top European players. Um, I just spent the weekend in, uh, in Rimouski, Quebec, watching uh, Alexis Lafreniere, who right now is uh, ranked number one in, in central but he scouting. Plays in, in the, the queue, right? Plays in the queue. He's a left shot. Although and... I'll give you this, though. You're, uh, you're, you said Joe Valeno. Um, is the real deal and yeah. was going to be a player and I see what you're talking it's, about yeah. as far as like this what I've seen and we're talking about num number 90 in camp and I know he's down he's going down needs some seasoning yep. but he's got what I like is he's smart Yeah, you can tell he that yeah. he is uh, and you can tell that that so here's a kid uh, and you, that if anybody out there, we're talking about the Quebec Major Junior League, and you're talk if you're talking to a couple of old horses from the old OHL days, um, you know Quebec sort of gets the nose up as being the softer league, which doesn't um, mean that it is. But what it's proven because Joe Valeno came into the league as a younger guy with yeah, a special, special exemption exactly. that that I think that the experience mm -hmm. or whatever. The, the process. Um, so it's guys like that who you watch mm -hmm. um, and draft and then put them in, get them in the system to see where they look out to. So you mentioned that the last couple of years, that's where you, you really found your niche, but yeah. also to you also mentioned, because I think if the, the bigger thing that key to me is there's a role to be filled this yeah. organization yeah. And, and, and explain that more to the people out there as I look like this is a new regime. And obviously, Stevie being Stevie, coming, we all know that. Now, now that's all thing. But putting things into place, filling that role, mm -hmm. like you mentioned, can you speak about that? Because I call it the culture. And it's if you look at it, guys are filling in. You mentioned Jesse Wallen. Jesse yeah. Wallen, you might look up his stats. He was a big part of us in the 90s and being around the room and hockey-wise and 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 stuff yeah. like that so yeah i mean you know honestly it was uh, it was an interesting process i've never obviously been a part of it 
um, you know, sitting there and, uh, you know, once we had discussions, you know, with Steve and then after the draft, after, you know, he, he named me director of amateur scouting. Now, I mean, it was basically all of July trying to, you know, to, to, to fill, you know, our staff, you know, it was a lot of emails. There's a lot of resumes. It was talking to a lot of people. It was, you know, you, you start realizing, you know, how important this is. These are guys, you know, that you obviously can't be everywhere. And right. these are guys that, you know, you're really going to rely on. And the expectation is, you know, we're going to see 275 to 290, you know, hockey games. And, you know, we're going to sit there, we're going to put this list together. And it's um, with, with where we're at. And, you know, anytime you, you know, you, you talk, you talk to Steve or Pat for Beak or whoever it might be about where we are as an organization, you know, you do, you, you hear the term rebuild and the way that you rebuild is, is through the draft. And with that said, it's, you know, it makes uh, my job that much more important, and uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, I understand, you know, how important this is. Um, you know, I'm I'm obviously just like yourself. I'm I'm a very very proud Detroit Red Wing, and it's um, you don't like seeing where we're at right now. Um, you know, this is opening night of 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 the season of the 1920 season. You remember how it was for us when we come into training camp, we go through training camp, and when day one opened, we actually felt that we're going to win the Stanley Cup. Every you know, year. Every year we had that feeling. Now, did it happen every year? No, but we still had that feeling and, and obviously made the playoffs every year that we played. We competed. We were there. We had close calls. We had you know unbelievable experiences. You know, and that's what, that's what you know, from Stevie all the way down, that's what we want to bring back to the Detroit Red Wings. I mean, <laughs> Steve Eiserman, you know, is a Detroit Red Wings, you know, like, Absolutely. and that's, um, you know, so he's, he's coming over for the same thing. Pat Verbeek, um, you know, he's been, he's unreal to work with, uh, you it, know. Explain why. Now, Pat Verbeek, obviously, we used to call him a little ball, his nickname was a little ball of hate, yeah. and, the, you know, some of us just call him Midget because he's so <laughs> small, but there's no fiercer. The two, the things is you realize, and, and the one thing I say about you is, like, like you have no gear. Right, you have on or off. I mean, you either go whether no matter what you're doing, and I think all the guys is like you do it to the obviously to the best of your ability. But the fact that you, when you say that, what makes because I know Pat Verbeek as a teammate, and he was an awesome teammate. Yeah, yeah. Same sort of. You thing. know what? It's uh, it's the passion that he has for the game, the work ethic that that he has, and the ability to make people around him better and work harder. So like Steve, and he's, exactly, he's an you know, and that's why obviously Stevie, when he went to Tampa, he brought Pat for Beak, and when he came back to Detroit, he wanted to bring Pat for Beak. So Pat for Beak, he's assistant general manager and basically runs, you know, our our, our pro department. Um, so when you, you know, so basically, um, obviously Stevie runs the right, organization, and everything. then you know Ryan Martin runs Grand Rapids. Um, and then from there, you have Pat Verbeek that overruns the entire pro staff. Uh, you know, obviously Maltz. Kirk Maltby's a pro yeah. pro scout. Uh, you know, Mark Howe. Yeah. You know, like and and so he has those guys going. Um, you know, and then you know, for me, I obviously run you know the amateur staff. So it's you know we have five five scouts in Europe, um, and then we have eleven over here. You know, so a big staff, and you know, daily on a daily basis, I'm trying to pick up the phone and talk to guys and see you know where they've been, who they've seen, who they like. Um, we have a pretty cool system to to really track you know the prospects and top prospects. You know, who's going up, who's kind of flatlining, who's going down, and obviously anyone who's going in the up direction. Uh, you know, with the arrow up, those are the guys that you know I definitely have to see. So I have, uh, like I said, I have a trip over to Europe, and uh, the, you know, we're gonna I'm gonna see you know basically all the top ranked European skaters in 10 days and you get there and you know come back you know a couple days off and then you know it's uh you know you just keep tracking players and it's uh you know we'll have um uh 
conference calls, uh, kind of get guys, you know, I just, I want everyone to, to I'm going to need everyone to be a part of this. You know, we're going to have scouts that are going to see, you know, in their area, they're going to see guys, you know, probably play two, 200 something hockey games. You know, we're sitting there at draft table, like these guys, they're going to know the player better than I am. Right. Exactly. You know, so like I'm going to know a lot of the top end players. I'm going to track those guys. I'm going to chase those guys. But when you start talking about diamonds in the roughs or some gems or something like that, that's where, you know, you want your area scouts to, you know, to step up and, you know, really like these guys. And it's, um, it's, it's unbelievable how it works on draft day. You know, it's, it's actually really cool to, to be a part of yeah, something well, like wanna that. You want to break it, break it down because, because you've, you've been there, obviously seen your little cheesy smile. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. But, yeah. And know, the glasses on now. I don't know if you uh, noticed that, well, but I got dude, the I, 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 I screwed myself back in 2013 when I walked into Comerica and saw Cough with his pop bottle signing autographs. And I went, holy shit, old man, see much? And he just well, didn't even look up. He just yeah. eyeballed me and said, yeah, that'll be you soon. And yeah, shit, shit. I know. Yeah. Well, you're not as young as you used to be. No, there, yeah, Bruce. 48, young 48, bud. That's it. Yeah. Me and Ozzy, uh, 47. Just remember who the old guy is. Well, we've, we've discussed this with the dog years thing. On the inside, the dog years yeah, lucky yeah. I'm still alive. A dog's never ten. Remember that. And I'm, you know, I'm so. like Benjamin Button, though, bro. I'm coming backwards. <laughs> I like it. Uh, well, we <laughs> want you, you to. You, well, he, yeah, he, yeah, he's, yeah. He has no problem. But going what's backwards. it like sitting there on draft day? Beside, because like, is it so? From my perspective, from not being there, right? So you have who and picking. Let's go. What did we pick? Fifth, sixth, six, yeah. six, right? Yeah. So you have an idea of the guy you want. Obviously, you don't know because the year before Zadina fell yeah. to be able to take it. So you, yeah. you're skeptical like this, but you know, phone calls do come. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like right before it's no joke. Like it's not no setup or anything mm -hmm. like that. You're sitting there and your heart's going like, yeah. like you, you remember sitting there getting drafted. Oh yeah. Like it's, you put so much, you, you put so much time, you know, into it, uh, getting your list right. And when I say getting your list right, probably putting your, you know, one through 40. And as you go, you know, this year it's, you know, Hughes is off the board, Cackle's off the board, you just keep scratching names, you know, off the board and you're sitting there and you just, the, the guy, you, you, you start, you, you like a certain type of player. Um, and then all of a sudden, as you kind of get to know the kid through the combine, through interviews, you know, you really want this player to can be, you, can to, you give to be us a Detroit a little, Red Wing. Maybe a little insight to maybe what went into drafting Mo Sider. Yeah. Because, because and, and we're talking about this because this is the brilliance. When, when somebody asked me, oh, we haven't heard of this kid, or he wasn't highly touted, and I just went... <clears throat> He's going to be great yeah. because you know what? If he's in whatever, whatever, but Stevie's seen and then, then you hear that how he performed at World Junior. But these are things that I think where you can break it yeah. down and the why, when it came to it, why we went that direction. Yeah, well, uh, for, I can the first time I saw him play was in November. Um, I was over at uh, I was over in Czech for Five Nations tournament, and there was a Four Nations tournament, kind of B countries. Germany was there, Switzerland was there, uh, Norway was there, you know. So it was a it was a U twenty B group, and actually Hawk and Anderson and uh, Vladimir Havluy, our Czech scout, were kind of like, if you get a chance, you might want to go in and watch this German defenseman well, Moritz Sider. Hey, and if anybody who doesn't know Hawk and the Hawk <laughs> yeah. Anderson. 
Who There's is, some pretty good names attached to you wanna, uh, you Matt Besser. You, so. you, you take the names. Like Lidstrom, <laughs> Zetterberg, Holmstrom, Mata, Datsuk, all in the later rounds yeah. back in the day where that used to well, be. We found Homer in the North Pole. Well, you know, yeah, like that's, he, hey, you know, dude, that's impressive. <laughs> dude, he was making out with reindeer. What are you talking about? They said, I, when I told him, yeah. if you put a lipstick on a pig, it still makes it a pig. He's like, same with reindeer? I was, yeah, same thing. <laughs> so Hawken is, uh, and you know what, over the last couple of years, I've been, you know, fortunate to really um, sit with him, talk with him, pick his brain. You know, I just, you know, you just sit there and you listen to him and, you can tell when he when he likes a player, he's very passionate towards that player, and that's awesome uh, because it's as a director of amateur scouting, what what I'm hearing is there's no waste of time. Yeah, you don't your your time is not wasted by seeing you you pretty much you're going to Sweden. You mm -hmm. you got to hit the globe. You mentioned yeah. earlier that without ways, you, oh. you'd be yeah. screwed. <laughs> Right, wheeling it. So I landed. Well, I can go backwards. I landed yeah. in Quebec City on uh, on Friday morning, and I actually had to get to Ramouski. It's a three hour drive, and you know you're sitting there. It's basically right up the St. Lawrence River. It's uh, you know once you get out of Quebec City, it's a two lane highway. And, you know, and uh, you know you got these turns going on, and uh, there's no chance I'm finding that. <laughs> it would be every single gas station I'd be pulling in. Am I going the right way to Ramouski? <laughs> Trying to pull this map out. No chance. Twenty years ago, I'm scouting. <laughs> So, um, but going back to, Mo, yeah. uh, going back to Mo. So I went in there and all of a sudden I saw, you know, a six foot four right-handed defenseman, uh, very intelligent hockey player. And right away you could just tell that, uh, he, he was, he was playing in the, obviously in the uh, DEL for Mannheim in the elite German league with men. And this tournament, he's going back and playing, basically playing against, you know, players his own age. He was still on the younger end of the, of the U20, but you just watched a lot of stuff that he did. And it just, uh, he's... That's the type of game, that's the type of viewing that brings you back to watch this player. And right from there, I came back, um, you know, and, you know, obviously had a real good conversation. Hawk, would you see, would you like? And the hard part was there were some nights in the, in, when he was playing in Mannheim, he might play four to six minutes, right. you know, whatever it is. It was kind of tough. They, they ended up winning the championship. So he's on the best team in the league. So sometimes that was a tough part. You'd go, we'd have scouts that would go in. Vladdy watched him play probably the most. Vladdy and Hawken watched him play the most. And, you know, there were nights where he'd go in, he might play six minutes, you know. Um, then the interesting thing was Pat Verbeek went over to the World Championships, men's World Championships, and he came back. We had some conversations about Moritz Sider. Uh, Yuri Fisher was over there as well for the entire uh, World Championship. So, I mean, we basically watched this guy, you know, uh, over, you know, the entire year. And then, you know, why did we make that selection? Well, you know, how many teams win the Stanley Cup without a top pair defenseman? You know, you look at Pietrangelo right now with St. Louis, obviously what he did, you know, and he's six foot four, right shot, you know, D-man scored, you know, a couple of huge goals great in the Stanley Cup pass. finals. You know, great thinker, plays in all situations. Mm -hmm. So captain. we felt that, that yeah, you know, we you know, felt... Uh, and then the interesting thing... Um, the NHL Combine, he was, uh, he was the only player. So we interviewed, uh, I think it was like 95 players through the week. He was the only player that we interviewed that was, was interviewing with all 31 teams. He met with every single team. A lot of guys were, you know, 26, 27. We always ask, you know, yeah. how many interviews do you have? Moritz had 31 interviews. And so, which obviously said, you know, from basically so from top to bottom. Radar, yeah. but like, and, and, yeah. that, and that's the difference between when we were dry, like uh, you were 90. Were you 89. 89. Oh, yeah. dude, you got yeah. as a little. 
Now I was blades and a choker chain. I went as an underage, though. I know you did. So let's just make everything that freaking odd. We'll get when we started button hats early on after we get through this, but. That's that red flags it. And yeah. That's the difference between nowadays, like yeah. you said, not only ways, but you can't really hide a guy, no. even though oh, that's no. Division Two or whatever. Yep. So you got to be specific. Yeah. So you knew that. So does that? Yeah. You're telling well, me I was over. So we we were over at the the U18 World Championships, uh, which was over in Sweden, and on an off day, um, you know, I thought I was going to do a little covert mission and jump in. I went to Germany to to go to Mannheim to to watch him play. And uh, so I'm thinking, like, okay, this is a great move by the Detroit Red Wings. And sure enough, there were seven other teams that were there, you know. Like, I didn't even wear anything Red Wing. I just wore, you know, I just went over, just wanted to watch the game. And actually, the, one of the D-men got hurt, so he played a regular shift for basically the second half of the game. He ended up getting two assists that game. But they put, the, they put themselves up 3-1 to go ahead to end up, and then the next game they ended up winning the series. The next game that he played... They had a healthy roster, and he ended up playing. He played less than five minutes. I caught him. It was almost 16 minutes of ice time. Wow. And this is playing in, you know, for a 17-year-old kid playing in, you know, the DEL against men. Right. A lot of former NHL players that, you know, that were playing in that game. And it well, was, that's, a, that's obviously know, a, a good way that you're telling me right there is for scouting some of these younger guys because if there's guys that we, like, can you name a guy off the top of the head that we played against former NHLers? That uh, that you league? know, one of, I knew uh, there was a couple guys that played in uh, oh uh Stajan was there Matt oh, Stajan Matt, so Matt yeah. yeah you played with him so, in Calgary was he no, in Calgary he, with you? he okay. was there after me but yeah. but yeah so Matt yeah. Stajan obviously uh Belleville Bull yeah uh yeah but Toronto Maple Leaf played in Calgary yeah. you know had a good career you yeah. know school scores so and and a lot of and times then the too, other he, uh uh John Mitchell oh yeah, yeah. Toronto oh, another Leaf, Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. he was Boiler. over there as well yeah, yeah. so yeah. a lot of guys so does that help you too when you go and see a guy because if you can like relate it to because you know who Stajan is and you see him come up against him and he's not outmatched yeah. because of that that goes I think it. for 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 what you want to see is you want to see a 17 18 year old kid how quick can he process the game you know okay. under pressure how can he make plays um you know playing over there you know it's it's the sense you know obviously the size you can see it you know the way he moves but there's a couple situations where you're just watching the game he just made some really nice pop-out plays under pressure and it's just like it's a lot of 17 year old kids just don't have that that poison composure to be able to do that and then we saw it again at the prospect tournament I had it was interesting a, a lot of people just as you're kind of walking through Traverse City and they're like you know geez did your you know did your pick ever play well today did Moritz ever play well today like we heard that that a lot and it's 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 nice to hear it you know and I think I can tell you I can tell you right now, like on a, you know, you're sitting there and you talk about the phone ringing, like legit, you know, like the phone's ringing and you're thinking, do you trade back? Can you get them? You know, can you maybe acquire another asset and then try to draft them? So that's all going through your head on the spot and Stevens oh, yeah. too and whatever yeah. like that. Yeah. So when so when we see you there mad mugging the thing or on the phone or whatever like that, like it's, it's legit. It's gold oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's and it's, then it's you know, and now with analytics, you basically we have every every pick. Every, is we have a value of every pick, and if we're going to make the trade, we have the trade value of every pick and what we should get. You know, it's really that we have a spreadsheet. We're just sitting there, and it's like when all of a sudden, you know, the phone rings and someone picks up the phone. We can do this, this, and this. Our analytics, uh, Brian Campbell, just he's sitting there. He just hands a sheet. Here's this. This is what it's it is. Right? It's unreal. You know, so it's how unreal. much is that? So so now because and and I look, I've always looked at it like you you 
have done sort of what Stevie has done, except when it was time for you to make your decision, you decided to, st- you know, go to amateur, you know, had the position of the director of amateur scouting, mm-hmm. right? But you've done your due diligence throughout the years. Now, how much does it change because of analytics and, and is there saber metrics in hockey or is that just baseball? <laughs> uh, but pr- but yeah. to your feel, yeah, like, does I it think- change your feel as you, because I know you enough as, a person and as a player that I know it all has to go in, but you have to balance something with this, don't you? Absolutely. And, you know, really what it comes down to is you're sitting there and it's, and, and we have our, our name on the board or names on the board and you're sitting there and we're basically saying like, you know, is, is everyone, are, are, are we on board with this? You know, and it's Hawk and Anderson who saw him play a ton. Vladdy was very passionate towards Moritz Sider. Tyler Wright, you know, who is yep. our director of amateur scouting, very passionate towards obviously Stevie. So you're sitting there and, and you're getting a, a right shot defenseman, six foot four right shot defenseman that all of a sudden Pat Verbeek's on play in the in the in, in the men's world championship. These are NHL players. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's Dylan Larkins over yeah. there. There's legit players that that are over there for every every country, you know, and, and and it's I played in that tournament. It's an unreal tournament to play over there. Um, you know, and, and Patrick Kane was there for the United States. So was Moritz Sider, you know, and, and, and he did more than hold his own. Good. So as we kind of keep watching him, watching him, watching him, I think as, you know, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of boxes that were checked as you kind of go through the process of, of who we're going to take. And in the end, like I said, I know for a fact on a trade back scenario, he would have been gone. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, abs- absolutely, and that and yeah. I, and that's I think uh, I wanted people to get a little bit of insight of of everything that goes on. That it's uh, like when you're sitting there, that you got to know that 31 teams. That this is like we're gonna, you know, are we gonna shit or get off the pot for more or less when you got to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, just keep it on this. Who is there? Somebody in the system? Is there somebody that was recently drafted or somebody that's in Grand Rapids coming up that? Um, people might not know about or maybe have seen a little bit that, you know, obviously we talk about Philip Zadina because of his scoring. Yep. Um, you know, obviously Chilowski has, you know, shown the signs of, signs of uh, brilliance and stuff. I mentioned Valeno. Yeah. Um, um, I, well, what we've talked about the guys that are in Grand Rapids. Yeah. Um, you know, probably to, uh, you know, a couple guys that aren't in Grand Rapids that I think we're excited about. Uh, Jonathan Bergeron, who we drafted two years ago, he was hurt all of uh, last year, missed Sweet. a lot of hockey. Swede, yeah. Um, this kid watched him play two years ago in the U18, led the uh, entire tournament in scoring. Real high-skilled winger. Who you um, compare him to? I, I, it's, Kane? I don't want to... Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Kane, we're talking one of the... You know, no, 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 uh, Patrick Kane-ish. Uh, uh, the, poor he, boy, He Patrick would be, Kane. when you start talking about skill, sense, size, and 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 edge work and, and quickness, then yes. You know, okay. like he's, that's yeah. the type of player that he could be. A uh, player that we drafted um, last year, uh, this past draft, uh, Albin Gruwe. Uh, we took him in the second round. This kid is uh, probably one of the most competitive Swedish hockey players I've seen. Like wait, wait, guy, wait, 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 wait. This Come guy's on. got, this guy's got played some with, old school. You played with, yeah. Is he like, this kid, this kid, like Homer? He or? is much skating, no comparison to Thomas Holmstrom. Um, obviously Homer at the net, as we no, know. But I mean, you one. know, Homer's, oh yeah. Homer's, like this, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a story about this kid. So in February, okay, we're at the, the five nations in Sochi, Russia. Okay. And this, this kid, here's another, this little Russian kid, very comparable to Darius Kasparaitis. 
Okay, small kid, open ice, you know, borderline dirty, which you don't see a lot of anymore. The opening shift of that tournament, he lit Gruet up. Okay, knocked him out of the tournament. Go fast forward to April in the U18s. Sweden's playing Russia. The first shift, little soft dump into the corner. Gruet absolutely runs the rut. Like this kid didn't forget. You know, and, you know, I, we're just kind of sitting there. We're kind of <laughs> a little smile on our face. Like, you know, this kid, he plays with an edge. Uh, he can play up and down your lineup. He, play, he had some shifts where he can play on the top line, pay, play power, play penalty kill. Just a real competitive kid, you know. So I'm excited to see. Where's uh, he playing? Where's he at now? Yeah. He's over in Sweden. They move around. I'm not sure. Actually, Dan Cleary's going over Monday. And the players that we just talked about, he's going to see them all over in uh, in, in Europe. Bill might be able to pull it up here on online here, um, you know. So he's uh, yeah, you know, real real competitive kid. And the end, you know, he was at development camp, but they don't come over for for the tournaments because all the, their leagues have already started. Okay, you know, so they don't come over for the prospect tournaments. So. Um, you know, those are the guys. And then the one, we got another big defenseman we took in the, early in the second round, Antti Tuomisto, big Finnish kid. Um, you know, there's, uh, he's, he's a very intriguing prospect. Uh, he has a, you know, he has a bomb of a shot, six foot four. You know, he has to work on his skating, but he has to get stronger. Uh, we think that that's going to happen. How old? He is, he's 18. Oh, perfect. And he's actually, um, which is interesting, he's playing in the, the J20 league this year in, uh, in Finland. And he's keeping his college eligibility, and he's going to come over and play uh, NCAA next year. Where he hasn't committed yet, so wow. he probably has. Uh, he Where? probably has. Now, about do four. you guys have any? Would like in this situation? Would would he? Would there be a converse like to play Michigan or Michigan State or somewhere where he'd be able to play, develop, and be close? Um, Does, is that like we don't want to. We, we, if they ask us, you know, obviously the coaches have asked us in those programs that you talk to. Yes, I have <laughs> talked to them, uh, you know, about Ante. Uh, also, probably about four other ones. I think he's down, I think he's down to four schools that, uh, that he's probably going to be, uh, you know, ready the, to, to, to commit from your, to. From your perspective, you want him to go where he's well coached, yep. right? Coach, and he, and he has a chance to play, all but situation. also to practice, yep. all, right? Exactly yep. like yep. that. So, yeah. So the good thing, the so good that's thing communication with, between you when the kid asks, or the kid's parents ask, or that, and that's what I'm trying to say. It's the culture is you don't just get drafted. Once you're drafted into this organization, you commit. You know, everybody is back in. You know, to help you be the best you can. Yeah, and that's you know, like I said, Dan Cleary's going over there for for the week on Monday, and he'll definitely see Andy. And like I said, as of. As of the end of training camp, he hadn't made, or sorry, the, the prospect term, he hadn't made a decision on what school he was going to go to. I've talked to, you know, you get coaches, you yeah. know, that, that are calling and asking. And, um, but, you know, so clears or go over there. Um, and like I said, our, our development uh, program to me is, is, and obviously biased because obviously it's, you know, two of, two of our buddies with uh, Sean Horkoff and Dan Clare. These guys do an unreal job with, with video, with tracking, with communication, you know, being in, uh, with their coaches. We have a strength coach over in Europe. We have a power skating coach that goes over to Europe. I mean, we're, you know, I, I would say our development is as good as any in, 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 in the National Hockey League. And it's so important with where we're at. We're sitting here. Ken Holland did an unbelievable job getting us a lot of draft picks, you know, and with that comes, you know, a ton of development. And, uh, you know, both those guys, Clears will go over, and then probably two weeks later, Hork will go over, and those guys will be, you know, watching these guys. But with video now, 
you know, you just sit there and, and they play a game, you know, by within, you know, probably 24 hours, Clears and Hork would have all their shifts clipped uh, with notes with it. This is what I like. This is what you could have done. This is option. You know, they get it, boom, send it away. It goes like, I I've seen them do it and it's unreal for yeah. you. Like you imagine like you're sitting there, it goes right every, obviously every kid's got an iPad phone, right. whatever it might be. It comes right there. You know, they wake up probably with the time change the next day, two days, you know, whatever, two days later. And they sit there and they get all their information of, of what's going on. And if they have any questions, pick the phone up conversation, you know, and that's, um, you know, that's stuff that it's, but that's uh, you know. right. And, and that's the whole thing about, you know, staying on top, but to, to hear that that's, you know, when you say, well, you know, there's one thing to say, Oh, um, you know, Stevie's back cultures change. You're not that it's changed. It's been that way, but the development is why we're closer than, than I think we are the competitiveness. And I love the fact that, that, that everybody's fight, you know, there's, especially the bottom six, the yeah. bottom four D men, it can interchange every night because guys are fighting for jobs and there's ice time available for production. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, the, you know, Grand Rapids is going to be, uh, you know, for, for all your fans, if they get a chance to go down to why, first of all, Grand Rapids is an unbelievable city. Love it. Um, what a great organization. How many times great, do, you, uh, do you get down there? Well, I won't now. No, but before, uh, how often? Yeah, you, you know, before? I would probably try to get down there 10 to 12 times to watch those guys, you know, two or three times a month, yeah. on, you know, on schedule-wise, um, you know, to go down there and watch those guys. You know, we'll, we'll have someone almost at every game, whether it's Ryan Martin, you know, obviously just saying how it was last year, you know, Ken Holland would yeah. be down there, Mark Howe would be in there, Kirk Malpy would be in there, Fish, Clears and Hork, you know, player development, you know, all that. Somebody's always watching these players. That's awesome. Um, you know, so it's going to be the same way. But, you know, it's, you know, we, we want all these young guys, you know, we, we, we want them to learn, learn it the right way, you know, and when they're ready to come up, you know, to, they're ready to be a Detroit Red Wing, you know, not for, you know, 10 games or 12 games, but 10 years or maybe 12 years. That's what we're looking at. That's how we're going to get out of this. So down there, just the other day, you know, obviously we sent, uh, you know, a bunch of our guys down there and, and you know, Clears and, and Hork were on the ice. Actually, Croner was down there too, uh, working with, uh, he's, 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 he and Mo have created a great relationship. So how fortunate are we that Nicholas Cronwall retires and all of a sudden we bring in Maritz Sider and well, they've created, I, I, a, you know, I, a real good relationship. And I, Nick has I, taken a, a pretty good, I was trying to get him on the amateur side. And I think Clears and Hork might have won out on the on the player development well, side. Uh, yeah, they might have had more to offer. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're, well, they're, they're they're a little dirty. You know, like you can't. You, you know, you're with, working with the kids, and then you know. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, but I think it's great too. But also too, because the ice time, who's who's earned that and showed that yeah. he's earned that, Hironic. Yeah. Right, yeah. you know, ready. No, to make, he did absolutely ready to make yeah. that step from. Yeah, from, we're talking about number seventeen, Philip Aronic, who yeah. I love. Yes, I love. I love the death just because when I go to, went down to Grand Rapids or wherever, he's all he does the whole time is fight Macarath, like in the <laughs> dressing room, trying to like, and then he wants to learn how to. And I'm like, dude, if you're ever somebody's in trouble, if you're ever in a fight, we're gonna teach you how to protect yourself. But like you said, like guys that are invested, yeah. what a great kid! Yeah, but, he is a great. And kid. And then the minutes go. You know, the minutes get spread around. Not that he's going to be able to fill what Croner, but two, three guys. It's like when Dino left, what yeah. Marty and I had to do and stuff. But yeah. Uh, yeah, like, speak about that. That's, I didn't know that. But you know what, guys? Uh, I think that I'm going to say it right here. I wouldn't be surprised Mo Sider wins a, wins a Norris down the road if sometime, you know, maybe eight, 
10 years. I don't know if he's getting tutored <laughs> by Croner. No, I know. It's, you know, obviously we're, you know, very, I mean, but Nicholas Cromwell, I mean, what a, a unbe unbelievable, you know, teammate and, and friend. And, and, you know, now to have him, you know, right away, you know, that was something that Stevie wanted to do right away. You know, if he wasn't going to play, you know, you're coming into the front office and what do you want to do? You know, and, and I think, you know, Croner, I think watching, you know, Cider and, and kind of watching him play now, all of a sudden it's, it's, it's just, it's hands-on. The knowledge is, it's unbelievable. And the best thing is, is, is Mo wants to learn. Yeah. You know, you could sit there and you can talk to these guys, but if they're not willing to do it and if they're not willing to listen, that's the hard part, you know, and, and there's zero resistance, you know, Joe Valeno, you know, he wants to, he wants to be great too. You know, these guys, it's, you know, Rass and Zadina and Svetch, like these guys, they want to go down there, you know, and they, you know, they got a great core and we were talking about it. Imagine, you know, in two or three years from now, the friendships, the core, Absolutely. everything that they had, you know, it was, I, you know, I it said was, that, you, I said that the best part when I walked into that dress room last year about March is that I, and it smelled different. It felt different. Like, like it was almost like not the pressure was off, but they, they had found each other. Like it was, and it was like the, remember how our room was, yeah. it didn't matter. You walked in our room and, and it was love you know it didn't matter if who was mad at who or whatever that it was brotherhood it was family i mean we proved that through thick and thin yeah. but it was really that care and that's what i got we're, we're and they're having fun yeah and to be able to build that because that's the core of our team you know no matter who it was but our guy us, us well that's know. that's what i wanted to ask you is that what stevie and you are trying to create recreate that culture and the attitude that you guys had during the '90s and the early 2000s. Or I, I mean, you, you can't, no. Perry. Here's you the thing: yeah. you can't create. You can. Uh, what that? What I see them doing is allowing for the and finding the people not only with the talent but the personalities that want to be better. Chris Draper says in the Russian Five, Igor Larionov told us that we were all better than we thought we were. That. What I, that is what I'm hearing right here is what he's telling some of these young guys or what we're impressing upon. And if you're willing to learn and you're willing to go through the process, right, and the trust, because that's, that's where it is. The trust is there with the guys in charge and the guys that want to be around. You know, I love, you know, I'm going to spend some time down there just to be around, but I love doing the stuff that I do as part of the Red Wings, like Chris said, is we're so proud and, and out of his mouth is is we're all finding how to be a positive influence in what we love to do. Stevie wants Croner, what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. You spent five years and, you know, developing the Little Caesars program, you know, handing it off to Brian Rolston, you know, and having that where it is, it's almost like Kenny, you know, or, you know like leaving, it's almost passed along the way and it's just done the culture the right way. Yeah. I mean, cu culture is, uh, you know, for, for uh, we were obviously very fortunate to, you know, to, to be in the, the dressing room that we were in. I mean, when you start talking about, never mind. You, you know, don't the, realize the it until uh, we're almost done. Like till now when we talk about yeah, it and we get back. You know, you almost like get, you almost get chills talking about it. And as a, as a, you know, it, as it was interesting, Lee Stepniak just, you know, retired. And the one thing that he was talking about, he's talking about, you know, missing the dressing room, you know, and that's right. something, you know, we, we spend more time in the dressing room than we do, you know, with our families. That's just the way the, the game is. You're there all the time. And the amazing thing is we used to do that at the Joe, 
now at LCA, like we would never. Leave. He said that's what he. You know, are you like, kidding, are you kidding if, me? If it was There's your no when chance. you guys lived when you and Ozzy lived, we would just it would have been Kenny just put like bunks in the yeah. back and yeah. with the kitchen Abs- and with everything. The chef Bill, obviously Les, who we love. Yeah, Winnie. Um, she got me the other yeah, day too, dude. She, she they, scared me the other. She got me first time <laughs> in like fifteen years. The quick thing, Leslie Winfield, Winnie, love her. She's been our. Uh, a kitchen person and whatever and it used to always hide and scare well she got me the other day good first time ever anyway, yeah so. and you know so the food that uh, you know they have the the the, the gym Ma- mac didn't really go in the gym too much <laughs> i followed that. you and steve okay? in there you know, so Listen. there was this there was this this line in the sand that mac refused to cross and that would be like Listen, through, some guys like you get sick and then get into the gym some mac guys is, like chris <laughs> get sick when they don't work out guys like me get sick when they do exactly yeah, we both had a sickness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Everyone's like, you know, talking about, you know, addiction, and everyone gets mad. Well, you're addicted to working out. Like, and they say it like in a bad way. Right, right. How's that bad? Yeah. yeah. So, but it, it, you know, it was the, the amazing thing is, and, and it's, it's coming. Like, you walk into, when we would walk into, into the Joe, you'd see, you know, Stevie would be on the bike. You'd see Nick on the bike. And all of a sudden you're sitting there, you're like, you know, for, and these oh. guys played, you know, they, they, these are playing 20, 20 plus minutes a night, you know, and you're sitting there, it's like, well, I'm going on the bike, you know, like you're getting in there and that's just how this team, you know, and then next thing you know, you'd, you'd come in in the morning, it'd be 10, 12 of us. That would be, you know, even before practice, some guys would want to do it after practice, um, but everyone was doing it. Everyone was doing something. Everyone it, it, it was doing something. Into, it would turn into, because everybody's got their, you know, get, get like routine right here. Let me, t- let me take, uh, let me do this. First, uh, so obviously, uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but obviously with uh, all the the legalization of Canada, uh, the cannabis, obviously here, but everybody wonders about, you know, CBD and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if you knew this or not, but come June of next year, uh, Glenn Healy and NHLPA is coming out with a $40 million study um and to stand out in front with the league to to say hey you know there's something that has to be done for guys with welfare well um until that point um i always try to help people along the way and and herbal active is the thc free cbd uh rich summers and the and the folks at herbal active that's u r b a l a c t a c t i v dot com um that is a thc free uh, CBD, which b- the bottom line without getting into it is that if uh, you go to the club, the fact that the cannabinoids are CBD and THC, you're on the list. THC free means you'll still get into the club, but you got to wait a little minute. Bottom line, it works. You can go online, use the code DMAC25 for any, uh, for any products to look on the line. Now, I'll tell you, our friend Ellen... Uh, don't mention her last name, she said, but uh, uh, Perry's mom, she got it. She, one of our viewers, she's used it. And I quote, seriously, just being able to walk on my foot without pain is a gift. And she's tried a, a lot of other things. I just got that message I wanted to say. If you're looking for what this is, obviously, uh, you know that I'll always explain, but thanks to our friends at Herbal Active for doing that. Now back to... Like, everybody's got a routine. Yeah. But, like, as you would say, like, you know, I, I always think, like, don't ever be near the table when Drapes had 610 or what was your time, 625? Uh, yeah, I was probably right around 615. 615, yeah. yeah. No, everybody yeah. had, like, but but then we get into a groove, right? Because, like, and it would be, all it is is I would, 
if when I was doing it right, I just follow him around. Right, and he'd be following Stevie. Right? When you were doing you know, it right in the, in the locker room, that's always yeah. good. But then you'd have, like Drape said, so if we'd have a ten o'clock practice, there'd be twelve guys on the bike at nine o'clock doing a half hour bike ride before, yeah. and then there'd be like eight guys on who'd like to do it after. But yeah. you'd see that, and and guys would just you know fall in line because in our room, and this is at the time when we're coming in, and you look around the room. You know, the Cicerellis, the Coffees, the, you know, Stevie's, Sergey's, Nick, you know, you name it. It's, you know, how well, can you, you not fall in line? So that's how you learn culture. Yeah. And we but, didn't have, we didn't have a strength coach, you know, like back then with the strength coach. Well, was that's why he wasn't of, in there. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, Farm we, we strength, just kind of, <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of, we, we just did it. We did it because we felt it was right. We did it because we felt it was going to make us better. And, you know, and, and then when you have, you know, the best of the best doing it. Now, all of a sudden, it just makes sense for, for everyone, you know, and that's kind of, you know, so that's where, you know, now um, we hired a new strength coach. Uh, obviously, we went towards sports science, uh, hired uh, Mike Barwis, who used to be up at uh, University of Michigan with, uh, You've with Rich Rod. you right? I, I, you know what? I've you, gotten to know him. <sighs> Unbelievable. Well, I wish, I wish uh, that, and I even told them this, that, that I was got- able to do something like that you know, 15 years ago, oh. like it would have been, it would have been unbelievable. I watched, it was amazing. He had this, he had this tool, uh, and it basically measured pressure. Okay. So it was wrapped around his hand. I watched him go through one of our prospects, basically from head to toe on pressure, go right side, go to your left, sitting there, writing it down. You would find out everything. The right side is stronger than the left side in this left side, then right going all the way through from from neck that's to shoulders great. that's right down you're out did you it was, do it to see where you're at now i come on i did not want the left hip to get involved in in that that wouldn't have been uh pretty but it was you know it was, it was unreal you know for for that and it's you know this is something it's the same thing that is going to take you know some time to get up to where he wants it to go but it's amazing to to watch how you know uh, mike and his team and his staff and obviously pete and russ and what, what, uh, you know, what the Detroit Red, Red Wings are getting right now, you know, and when you say, you know, we want to be cutting edge, we want to be first class, you know, we're giving that not only to, you know, our current players, but obviously to our younger players as well, you know, so when you start talking about culture and building, you know, that's what we're trying to do. You know, we want, we want everyone to know that if you, you know, if you want to be a Detroit Red Wing, you're going to walk in and you're going to get the best of the best from, you know, food, nutrition, from sleep, strength and conditioning, obviously a- anything you could think of, you know, Full that's support. what we want to be, you know, exactly, you know, and that's... Um, to whom much is given, much is expected. Yeah, exactly. That's, what, you that's know, the that's, sign so. that sits walking out of the... And, and because that's the whole thing, and God bless Mr. and Mrs. Illich, and that's, the, you know, the legacy of, of a lot of, you know, passing it down is because... He, we always were afforded every possibility to, to be the best that we could be as far as equipment, as far as travel, as far as everything yeah. else. So, yeah. you know, bottom line is that's, that's taking care of things that you can now and being educated and moving into the 2000s. Is that, would you say that's the biggest difference you'd like, you'd, you'd like to say is this like where they've come with science as far as training that you wish you would have had when you played? Uh, for me, yes. Obviously, on the on the strength and conditioning side, I would have loved to, uh, you know, been been a part of what they have going. Just kind of, you know, knowing, 
you know, when you say you, you kind of know your body, like literally these guys, they're going to know their bodies of, of where they're at. And more importantly, we're going to know it too from, you know, Jeff Blaschel's staff to where these guys are, you know, when they can push, when they have to come back. There's a lot of things that are going to go into that to, to practices as well. It's, uh, you know, constant communication on the phones, uh, you know, on, uh, on injuries, on where guys are, uh, health-wise, where they're at, you know, whether they can practice in or out, whatever it might be. But for me, you know, walking into, you know, the weight room, room at, at Little Caesars Arena, you know, that was something that, uh, you know, you I would have loved to, to been able to, they got to train like there every day. running track, sort of AstroTurf that you could like run on. They got every little, everything. It looks like, yeah. it looks like if you had a wish list back in the day, like, yes. he, and, yeah, yeah. Anybody? Well, I was lucky to be a part of, of some of the things that went into that room. Well, you, uh, as you should have been, you know, so that was, uh, you know, that was obviously, you know, pretty cool. That would have been something that, uh, you know, I would, I would have really liked as, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to do a lot of, you know, summer training and I changed it up and, and, and really enjoyed doing a part of that. It got me to 40, um, you know, which was something obviously I was proud of. And, but, you know, to be able just to, to do, you know, the stuff that Mike Barwis has right now for, for these young players, you know, would have been something that, uh, I know for sure. I, I, I certainly would have enjoyed. That's awesome. That is awesome. I got a couple, uh, I'm going to read a couple. Uh, now I mentioned, uh, so I'm going to take us everybody back a little bit. So I think I, the first time that we had a run in or whatever like this was back um, when you we mentioned you were drafted as an underager by the Winnipeg Jets, correct? Yeah. And then you went to Team Canada. And no, then, no, I was at I had Team Canada first. I was at Team Canada. Team Canada got drafted. Yeah. Then, yeah. but then you ended up in Ottawa, correct, for the '67s. Yeah. With, with your Brian blue Kill, blades, right? with your blue blades and your choker chain, correct? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm gonna give hey, Matt, Matt Edson. Edson. I got a couple pictures there, but Matt Edson even said, "Didn't Drapes used to have blue blades?" I did, and you had the choker chain. I played too. for Team Canada. I know. So we had to wear. So I had blue. Oh, blades. you had to. And it was a, it was a herringbone necklace. It was, and okay. it was like, who is this <laughs> oh little God. redheaded? Yeah, cute? yeah. I, now, now let me ask you this, okay. right? Because because as everybody know, I segue in this with the second question because. So this is how, and guys, um, grind time listeners, um, before I ask Chris Draper these, uh, ground rules for when I have guests and you're submitting your questions, get to the point in one paragraph where I've been, I've instructed McCool and Perry to discard it because you can't write four paragraphs. Not Mike, a paragraph. No paragraph one, forms. One sentence. One but, sentence. One sentence. But okay. here, okay. here it comes from me, okay? Can you do it in one sentence? No, I don't <laughs> okay, need to. that's what I want to hear. You know why okay. it's called grind time right. here, McCarty? Because yeah. I don't need Remember to. Remember we used to point? Remember? Hey, when all of a sudden you Absolutely. start, so if you start going off, I'm doing right. the points, okay? Right. Yeah, Get okay. you focused. Try to keep right. you back on it. All but right. hey, from my... Guy, actually, Darren Dink Reynolds, who I went to high school with, okay. who would have seen you play, he wants yeah. to know, what was the worst feeling? Getting traded for a dollar yeah. or getting beat up by a Gretzky? Okay. Now, okay. <laughs> and I'm referring to Brent Gretzky yeah. because OHL game of the week when Drapes was with Ottawa. Yeah. Can you want to explain? Oh, it was game of yeah. the week? Yeah, Gretz was my centerman, and Drapes was as annoying as he was <laughs> on the grind line. Like I tell everybody, I used to go on so many piles, as it, and they'd be saying, Draper, Moppy, what a bunch of assholes. I'd be like, yeah, they are, but they're my assholes. But <laughs> you were just as annoying back then. Correct. And you and Gretz got into it in the OHL game of the week. Yeah. Behind the, started behind the net. Two little fucking water <laughs> bugs throwing down behind the net like do you remember that fight? I do. Okay. And you know, you know the true story. Of wait, wait, that. I know the true <laughs> story of what? Yeah. I, I, listen, 
You it, listen. You you know when like and and I because I haven't had this feeling too often. You know when you pounded someone, yeah. Okay, and you know when you hit someone hard. And I actually surprised myself because I hit Brent hard. Okay, you yeah. know you were sitting there, and I know you wanted a piece. You want to come in. The only thing saving me that game was this guy named Chris Simon. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So oh. I knew right now that there was going to be no hesitation at all. I could fight Brent Gretzky knowing that I'm not getting a Darren McCarty because we have Chris Simon. Right. Yeah. So, okay. He was so. A, and you know what? See, and you wonder why Drapes was such a great politician over the years, whether he had Darren McCarty <laughs> or Joey Kosher or Chris Simon. Yeah. I mean, this guy. You know, I know how to pick my friends. I know how to pick my friends. Dude, yeah. you are unbelievable. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Well, Brian, Brian Kilroy, the great Brian Kilroy. Killer, yeah. So when I got to when I got to Ottawa, uh, Chris Snell, Jeff Riccardi, who was our captain, he actually uh, we, him and I used to fight all the time. Yeah, yeah, unreal. Was he was un- he was one of the toughest guys ever. It was unbelievable that how these guys fought every single game. Like, like and, three and minute was, fights. You know uh, he scouts for Sudbury Wolves now, eh? No, really. Yeah. So he oh. lives up in Thunder Bay. Scouts for Sudbury. So I ran into him around the rinks, and and so Chris Snell. Uh, Chris yeah. Simon, Jeff Riccardi, and, and Killer picked me up at the airport when I got sent down from Winnipeg to uh, to Ottawa. So we get in the car and all this, and we went right to practice. And uh, so anyway, so I was getting dressed. Brian Kilroy pulls me in his office, and uh, Chris Simon's already sitting in there. So I was a big, big oh, man, tough. He still is. Yeah, and like tough. I played with him in Calgary, Yeah, too. you know, and, and just an unbelievable, unbelievable guy. Anyway, so Brian Kilroy goes to me. He goes, here's the deal. He goes, he goes this guy here. He's going to take care of you on the ice. He goes, and you're going to take care of him off the <laughs> ice. Okay, so I was kind of sitting there. I said, all right, I like this. You know, this kind of gives me a little bit of freedom. Now I'm kind of thinking I got a good feeling of how this year is going to go. So that night we went we went out, and all of a sudden then we stayed out, and then it stayed out. <laughs> and then the, the next day we come into practice, I go, to, I go to Brian Kilray. I go, coach, the deal's off. Okay? I am not taking care of this guy off the ice. It's over. Like this, but uh, you know, Little great. did you know how it Little did you know how well prepared <laughs> it would be for me. Uh, see? Hey, exactly. So him and Ozzy and uh, Max said a couple weeks ago when Ozzy was on that yeah. they prepared you to be the assistant general manager with everything they put you through. Yeah. You listen. He's, he he these, was always the and, and Oz is the same sort of thing. Is that whenever we come, we'd always say this, you know. And this is it. Whenever I'd come into the room, and then they'd look at me, and I was not in good shape, and Ozzy be hiding or stuff like that. They'd all they'd automatically yell at drapes. I took so much heat for these guys. Okay, <laughs> it was unbelievable. And this is this is this is actually one of my most favorite stories ever. So it's training camp. And I, I like, I kind of, I, I like shows, you know, back then I even like watching like all the, obviously all the series are starting oh, okay, up right yeah. now. And I watched ER. Okay. Like I, you know, it was, it was, you know, I, I liked ER back in the day. So it was the, it was the season premiere and Ozzy, Ozzy was like, come on, we're going out. We're going out. I said, no, I'm not, I'm not going out. Plus we had games coming out. Number one, but number two, I'm staying home to watch TV. And I said, Oz, just, just stay home. We'll hang out, whatever. Like, you know. No, I'm going out, I'm going out. Oz goes out. So I'm stay, I stay at home, sitting there watching TV. We're at Riverfront, <laughs> Riverfront apartment. <laughs> All of a sudden, he comes in. It's around midnight. I'm in bed like this, and he opens up the door, and he comes in, and he sits on the edge of my bed. He puts his hands between his, or his head between his hands like this. He goes, 
I've seen it all. I've seen it all. I can't believe it. Why'd I go? Should have stayed with you. You know, he's having this time. You told me to stay. Like, why did I have to go out? It's like, why? Why? You know, and he's throwing out the whys like he always did. And everything. I'm like, what are you talking about? Why are you in my room? What are you talking about? Scotty Bowman was at the bar. We had, we had, an, we had a 12 o'clock curfew. Scotty Bowman walked into the bar. Okay. So in the bar was, like, obviously it was Ozzy plus three. Okay. And so he's sitting there and Scotty comes wheeling in. He has eye contact with Chris Osgood. Okay. <laughs> and he sits there and he looks and he's pointing to his watch. He's pointing to his watch like this. And Ozzy's just, he gets that bright deer in headlights, blank stare, whiter than white like this. And all of a sudden he takes off. So he comes home. So anyway, so I guess, uh, there was Scotty called our assistant coach, Barry Smith, and he made a call and then I'll get into how the call went. So the next morning, I show up at the rink and I'm chipper and I'm so happy like this. Guys went out, guys, you know, I did get caught. Right. Or I wasn't out. Wait, so I'm, you got to explain, right? Because in the dressing room. Well, like, it was always, if, if, if Ozzy you, was out, I was out, Mac was, it was yeah. just how, it, it was just how it but was. It, but it's yeah. when you don't, when you know you're scot-free and you know that other guys are going to get burnt, especially <laughs> when you're dealing with Scotty. And it's Ozzy. And, and it's Ozzy. <laughs> like, like, this is like, it's like your birthday. Yeah. Times 10. Because yeah. it's like magic. Finally, finally, he caught him red-handed. Yep. He caught Ozzy <laughs> yeah. red-handed. Usually because usually they would come to me no matter what, and right. this time there's no chance. So anyway, so I come into the room like this, wheeling around, bouncing around, all this stuff. Anyways, I'm sitting in my stall getting ready for practice. Timmy Abbott comes to me. Scotty wants to see you like this. And I was like, all right, no problem. So I come wheeling in. He goes, where were you? I was, I, I was at home. No, you weren't. <laughs> I, go, I go, I was at home last night. I guess, no, you weren't. He goes, Anywhere Ozzy goes, you go. I called Barry and I told him, I said, Barry, four men down. I know Draper's there. I can't find him. He's there. Like this. So I was just like, I go, Scotty, I was not there. Like this, you know, so whatever. So even though I wasn't there, to this day, I still got blamed for going out for being there. You know, so it was, uh, you know, it was just one of those, uh, you know, fun stories. And back then, like training camp, we'd play, we'd play nine games. Like, I probably played eight of them. Yeah. You know, there was some, like, I think one year Maltz played all nine preseason games, oh, wow. you know, which doesn't happen anymore because if Stevie didn't want to play, they needed a centerman. So it and was Sergey Igor. Yeah, so many tenured guys. You were always the. You you were always like the counted it like it was like what other three guys are we gonna put in yeah. Drake like yeah. so it was and always Scotty for did sure. that on purpose oh absolutely he did absolutely. tell him hey here's the best so we went back to you were traded for a dollar and and so my first so drapes and comes and it was like training camp or whatever but you'd gone down to Adirondack yeah. and I'd stayed up in 93. 93, yeah. 94. but yeah. you come in halfway. Right? Uh, January 24th. January 24th. Yeah. And this is the best. This is So can you tell the story? Because I don't know if it was your first practice, your second practice when Scotty blew it down and like, oh, yeah. and, he, and he pointed you out about that, being like the rest of them. Uh, yeah. So the, it started yeah. from the beginning. So you got to yeah. understand because I tell everybody, Scotty Bowman, you know, whatever greatest coach, greatest psychologist. And, you know, where he'll, you'll see on the Russian Five, Sergey say, Scotty tell you to do this, this, this more. And then I'd be like, no, Scotty would tell me, don't ever do that again. <laughs> then he'd say to you, yeah. it'd be different, but he'd say to you this, like this. Yeah, we were having, uh, obviously, got, ha have, we were having a practice. You got to preface this with getting called up. Being nervous because people don't know yeah. you. They they think you're all calm, cool. You're a nervous wreck. All right, like well, a lot of times when it comes to 
that sort of thing being a rookie at the uh, abs- time. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, first of all, I, I remember getting called up because I got called up on uh, on one of my best friend's birthday. And, and I think uh, make this analogy to the fact that you told me the story about baby Bert and Stevie, or about Stevie coming back about the guys. Yeah. Because yeah, that's so, the whole thing about the... So, so I get... I ended up getting called up. We had a, we actually had a road trip from Hershey. We had a bus drive back, so it was like we ended up getting late. And it's not like you're getting it on your cell phone. It's like I, I don't even. I live with Kevin Hodson and, and Craig Martin. I don't even know if we had a house phone. <laughs> and you know, so they're trying to get a hold of me in Detroit. Finally, end up getting a hold of me in Detroit, and I get called up. And I'm like, basically, I'm like thinking to myself, okay, like this is like this is my chance. Like I I. I want to be a Detroit Red Wing. I don't want to be back in in, uh, in Adirondack. And I get called up, play the first game. Uh, we play against um, play against Chicago. Uh, we end up losing five one. I knock Steve Smith's about four of Steve Smith's teeth out. I, I was trying to play a puck and I caught him with a high stick. And I'm getting five five minutes for that. We lose. I'm thinking, what a disaster done. The next night I actually play again. We go into Chicago. We win in Chicago. So now I'm like kind of thinking. So things are kind of going pretty good. And I when you talk about when Mac talks about a routine, I'm I was staying at the old Pontchartrain Hotel. And when I talk about routine. I would set my alarm at the exact same time. I would sleep the exact same way. I would eat the, it was everything. Like I was not coming out. I'd walk to the rink the same way, everything. And I was just like, I have to remain a Detroit Red Wing. And anyway, so practice is going, you know, on and, and, you know, I mean, obviously we had a a very talented group practice was, it was a horrendous practice. Okay. Led by the worst practice player in history. Who's the worst practice player in history? I'm third. Yeah, I'll you you can say it. I, Steve Eisman's the worst <laughs> practice player in history. Second, but who's second? Turbo, Luke. Yeah. Oh yeah. Luke yeah, Robitaille yeah. second, and I'm third. Yeah. Okay. They would never pay attention. I'll, to I'm third. I'll game. let you tell the backwards story. One so time. so we're going. So anyway, so we go out for practice. Practice is terrible, and all this stuff. Basically, Scotty. I don't know if he blew the whistle or the duck horn, one of the two, <laughs> to bring us in. So he brings us in, and it was just like full. And he starts giving it to everybody, and then he points to me, and he's like, "And you." Like this, he goes, don't you be like the rest of these guys and all this. And I'm kind of like sitting there and everyone looks at me. Okay, like this. I got Stevie looking at me. I got Koff looking at me. I got Sergey looking at me and all this. Dino looking at me and all this. And I just, when I say I turn beat red, I turn beat red and all this stuff and everything. And he goes, and if you start practicing with these guys and if you think you're going to be like this guy, you're going to be back to Adirondack so fast and all this. And I'm just kind of sitting there. I was just like, no, like this can't be happening, you know? So anyways, I was just like, when you talk about, you know, the greatest of all time, Scotty Bowman. And then it was just like, I'm kind of like, come on guys, let's have a great practice. You know, I try to rally, you rally the grooves where the drill went right, you know, and I'm banging my stick and all this. And, and obviously from the, you know, something that obviously I'm very proud of, you know, from January 20th, 24th in, in 1994 when I got called up till you know till I retired in 2011 you know never never went back to to Adirondack something uh, obviously you know very proud of and uh, you know the one dollar story is is uh, you know it's it's interesting um, my we're favorite play, we're my playing. favorite's a payback yeah <laughs> yeah <that's, laughs> so we'll go I can even we can go into that yeah. but I, I we're uh, we're in San Jose we're playing San Jose um, in the first round of the playoffs this is in 1994. And it went, the series back then went 2-3-2. Two, two. So we went, uh, we were started in Detroit. We went into San Jose for three, and then obviously we come back home. So one of the games in San Jose, I ended up scoring, you know, I was, I was goal and assist, and I was, I was first star of the game. We ended up winning the game. And I had a reporter come to me and, and just kind of asking, 
you know, about, uh, you know, t- you know, tell me kind of like, where have you come? Like all this stuff, you know, no one, you know, had heard of me or whatever it was. And it was kind of an interesting story and whatever. So I, you know, have the, you know, the story and all of a sudden the reporter's like, you know, thanks a lot, Chris. And he walks away and he goes, you know, not bad for someone that was traded for a dollar. And he just keeps walking. And I'm kind of like, oh, what, what did he just say? A dollar, you know? So I'm like, I got, I like, so I kind of track him down the, the hallway. I go, excuse me, sir. Like, you kind of lost me there. I don't, I don't know what you meant by, you know, the, the traded for the dollar. And he looked at me and, and he's like, he goes, you don't know. And I go, I don't know what. He goes, you were traded for a dollar. And I was just like, seriously? He goes, oh yeah, like this, you know? So he ended up writing the article about being traded for a dollar. So I went to our PR guy. I go, this, this guy's going to like write a, a, a story about me saying that I was trade for a dollar. Was it true? He goes, it's true. He goes, it's amazing that it took this long to come out, but it's true. You were traded for a dollar and stuff. And I was kind of like, well, who cares? I'm, I'm a Detroit Red Wing right, right, right now. I don't care. So to, to what Mac was saying, so after we won the cup in, in 1997, and we came out and we had no idea what was going on. We were actually in the dressing room, like as a group, we had the Stanley Cup with us and, and there was a, a fan appreciation night and nobody had any idea of what this fan appreciation night was. You know, next thing you know, it's like they come and grab us. Maybe because they haven't won a cup in <laughs> yeah. years, so like, I mean, it was something new. Didn't know anything, but the, we had no idea what oh, was going yeah. on. We were all just sitting together, you know, talking, whatever, and, and next thing you know, uh, Mickey Redmond comes back or whatever comes and grabs us, and and there's a stage at center ice, and there has to be probably twenty five thousand people. Dude, dude like, it's, 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 it's I was packed, there. I yeah. was there. It's like, as packed as it was for the last game. Yeah, you know? like and like same yeah. same kind of setup of, of where you are, and we're all kind of looking around, and then everyone said, "Well, you, you know, we want everyone to come up and kind of thank the fans and everything." So everyone's kind of like kind of scrambling. All right, like what are we going to say? <laughs> and you know, at New Miracle, it's all going on, and and everyone's trying to one up each other. Okay, what are we going to do? Whatever. So I had to go. Kevin Hodson, who's one of the funniest teammates that we ever played with. Oh, like I'm going to have him on too. You though. should. We like will. hilarious. Okay? I want like, to. I want to have when like I told Oz. When ticker comes, if it works out or whatever, when ticker comes down or whatever, yeah. you sit around and unbelievable oh. how like he was one of the funniest guys that we played with. So he gets up and it was almost like it was almost like a stand up comic oh, show. I remember that. And yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm next and I'm like, oh, <laughs> how are you gonna top this? So I'm sitting there, I kind of like feeling around and and uh, so I was like, all right, I think I think I got something. So whatever. So I come up on stage, you know, and you know, kind of, you know, ticker Kevin Hudson, fantastic, and everything. I said, well. It's obviously public knowledge. Everyone knows I was traded for a dollar. I said, Mr. and Mrs. Illich, I know, I know that this kind of, you know, almost broke you to step up and trade, <laughs> you know, one dollar. I go, that's not even a bag of pepperonis, all right, that, uh, that, that you, you made the trade. And I just basically thanked them for it. And I said, you know what, I've, you know, I was always taught, you know, by my mom and dad, you got to pay your debts. So I reached into my pocket, <laughs> I pulled out a one dollar bill, and I said, Mr. and Mrs. Illich, we're even. So I gave them the dollar. That's and, awesome. uh, you know, one of the coolest things that, uh, you know, that I was told is that you know it was framed and it was in uh, it was in the Fox Theater and in, uh, in the Illich's office. So you know, real cool that they That's, that wow. they kept the dollar. So it was uh, you know pretty pretty uh, amazing how you know for you know for one dollar and you know that's the one thing that it, you know we we we're lucky I, I get to talk to you know all our prospects about stuff like this. It's like whether you go in the first round, the seventh round, free agent doesn't matter. I mean. 
you can you can make it, you know. And there's guys that have Mac went through the draft twice. You know, he goes through the draft twice. You know, he gets he ends up getting you know picked by Kenny Holland at the draft. And look at you know the career he's sitting there. It's right there, four cups. You know, later. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that you know where that that we're lucky to be able to share with these young guys coming in. And obviously, you know, you we do have a lot of picks. We have a lot of first rounders that are coming. But you know, those guys we expect those guys to come. But for us to get better, some of those players that we're picking in the mid to late rounds. These guys have to be better than not only we thought, but the industry thought. And if these guys can be that much better than, you know, if, you know, like a Thomas Holmstrom, all of a sudden, you know, if, if we, if somebody can turn into a Thomas Holmstrom that we took, you know, four, five, six round or something like that, that's how you start getting better. Um, you know, the expectations are that you're going to have the best, your, your, your top picks are, are going to make it. That's what we expect. And then we just need some of these, you know, support players to come up and, you know, so that's, uh, you know, obviously very fortunate. That's the character. Yep. Yep. For sure. Hey, I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but it's been, how long has it been, McCool, since, uh, I've got that miracle flow. I think it's been about three to four weeks, three to four weeks. Can you tell the difference? Miracle drapes, uh, Phil from Miracle Flow, the only hair, hair care <laughs> product for guys with majestic flows and those who want it. Miracle Flow is specially formulated for athletes with longer hair to help rejuvenate the flow after the beating it takes in your sweaty helmet. Miracle Flow makes products for guys with flow by guys with flow. Our shampoo is used by NHL, MLB, lacrosse, NFL, Division One athletes, and more. Remember, Miracle Flow, it's not just a hairstyle, it's a lifestyle. If you're on Instagram, you got to check that out because there's unbelievable mullets it's all mullets oh, that's all okay. it is yeah so, yeah so phil for miracle probably Pope. right out of minnesota high school tournament absolutely those guys yeah yeah, so, yeah. absolutely <laughs> a couple questions mr christopher draper okay if you don't mind so these are from our, our listeners we had them submit questions to okay. us okay yeah and that's where we got the the photos yeah so i signed them already and I, if you wouldn't mind signing. Of so this will, is yeah. from des ryan and uh, now 1998 Cup final, yeah. Game two, okay. Right, was that the biggest goal you scored in your career? Um, and if so, or if not, do you remember? Let's talk about that goal because the big question is who's the first guy that tackled you in the dog pile, and do you remember what was said after I scored that goal? Yeah. Well, I remember. I remember. First I remember of all, I can goal. tell. I can tell the the answer is is absolutely, definitely the biggest goal that that I ever scored and. Um, probably one of my best dances that I ever did too, you know, afterwards, you know, kind of end up kind of going a little backwards into the glass who grabbed me in the pile. I don't remember. I just remember, uh, two things. Number one, we won the game and, you know, number two, I scored the goal. And, you know, that was something that as a kid, you always, you always dreamt about, you know, scoring a, an OT Stanley cup final, uh, goal. And I was, I was able to do it, you know? So that was something that, uh, you know, I'll never forget. And especially how that game went as, you know, oh. I mean, it's crazy. Essatican and rolling. I was uh, back checking. I was yeah. back checking on that. I don't know why it, somebody, one of the D must have screwed up. Um, I was back checking center ice when he, I saw that open net and I went gaping. I went, no, yeah. oh, gaping. <laughs> and he pulled that. It's unreal. That was the greatest hook. If you ever. ask, if you ask Ozzy, he had it. Yeah. <laughs> he also had the Guinnesses of Langford. <laughs> yeah. So I mean that was uh I mean that obviously would have sealed the deal and then uh our buddy downtown Dougie Brown ties it up 
and then, uh, you know, into overtime we go. So, you know, definitely for me, just all those things, uh, you know, Stanley Cup finals, uh, scoring it at home, um, you know, but there's, there's actually a funny story to, to this, the, the day of that game. So going into that game, I was the only Red Wing, or only forward not to score a goal. I hadn't had a goal yet. Right. And of course, you know, going out for warm up, Scotty said something. <laughs> and, uh, no. So I actually, I was I, like, I, I heard him and I'm like, would he really say that in game two of the Stanley <laughs> Cup finals? And I was just like, I go, I go, Scotty, what? Like this. He goes, and then he's like, what? Like this. I go, what, what did you say? He goes, do you have a goal? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I go, no. I go, I'm which, due. Which when you know? Scotty said those things, obviously, um, he always knew the answer before you did. Yeah. So he, uh, he, he said that, and, and I was kidding around, and I'm like, kind of like, well, I'm due, coach, you know, so whatever. <laughs> so I skate around, do my warm-up and all this. So as everything goes on and, and we're coming off the ice, Scotty's, Scotty's at the door, and he goes, uh, he goes to me, he goes, who scored the goal? <laughs> <laughs> so I told, you know, obviously, uh, you yeah. know, he was uh, fired up. So the answer would be, uh, yes, the, the goal against Washington, definitely, uh, you know, the, the biggest goal and my most favorite goal that I scored. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, because you were, uh, you know, just getting on that topic to, um, and the duration, because, you know, what I look for are the things that, you know, obviously proud of, um, is having the four cups with you and Maltz and, and Nick and Homer, but it's also too is is a lot of times is a you know the the work that's got there. One of the things that the question: Do you remember? Do you remember? Tell everybody how the grind line started. Yeah, it was in it was in St. Louis. Uh, we were sitting there in in the playoffs in uh, in 1997, and we were sitting there, and it was. Um, it's kind of funny. I just, I just kind of threw some out there. I'm like, we, we got to name our line, you know, like our, or our, our, our line needs a name, something like that. And, um, you know, we we're kidding around obviously with, uh, you know, the bruise, but I go, Joe, you already had something. It's like, you know, now, you know, we got to come up with some, so we're sitting there, we're throwing out Johnny Wharton was there with us and we were kind of, I can't remember any of the, any of the other, uh, you know, well, names the other ones must have been stupid. We can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think, you know, we kind of, someone threw out, you know, grind line and so who, who threw it out? Because I know, I know where you, I'm, I'm going to segue this with, with, because I know the answer to where you got your nickname. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, remember, I remember that. So I, I don't you know, know. Do you like? Was it? Was it Joey? I mean, if, I mean, I I'm gonna, he's a seniority. He's a. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not arguing pa- with Joey. He's so, Papa. So. <laughs> he's Papa. So let's give him. Uh, and and, and give, even hey, even he's got that torn bicep. Yeah. And he's golfing yeah. one handed. I know. Still, that yeah. left would hurt. Yeah. So I would say, so, you know, we're sitting there and then all of a sudden it's, you know, we're, you know, then, you know, then we actually kind of started calling ourselves the grind line. <laughs> which, and which, which I want you guys to know, because I learned this, I learned a lot of things from Chris Draper, but self-promotion and yeah. repetition, yeah. right, is, it's muscle memory. So yeah. if you believe it and you repeat it, yeah. then people's. So yeah. I, I mean, we started kidding around to the point where it'd be like grind lines up, grind lines yeah. up. You know who's up? Grind lines yeah, up. Yeah. You know, and we started. It was, <laughs> what, what are these guys talking about? You know, and we were, you know, we were obviously vocal. We had a lot of fun. We had personalities, and I think a lot of, you know, a lot of guys kind of, you know, gravitated, you know, towards the the group. And it'd be honest. I mean, there'd be we go out for dinner, and it's the grind line would go out for dinner. You right. know, so we kid around. It's like grind lines going out for dinner. You know, so <laughs> grind line go. Yeah. 
grind like gold. So it was. Uh, and, and, it, and the best part, I think, you know, looking back at it, it's 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 the Fatisovs, it's the Larian of Stevie, it's it's the older guys that you never let like they just what a bunch yeah. of goofballs, but they loved it. It was sort of like. The Hanson sort of like yeah, oh, it was. Sort of uh, thing. Well, it's the only line in hockey to have four people on it. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's, that's, like, that's the that's <laughs> the uh, that's the amazing. Did you did you ever tell the Wendell Clark story? Uh, I go ahead. This so is the best. so Wendell told told Joey Joey Coaster. Obviously, those guys grew up in Saskatchewan together and buddies forever and everything and. And uh, so every time they talk about the grind line, it was you know you could see it was you know it was it was Draper, Mulpey, Coaster, McCarty. You know, and and uh, and then Wendell Clark, the one guy, he goes, he goes, I'll tell you what, he goes, there was there was nights where I actually felt that there was four <laughs> guys on the ice, you know, and it's just, you know, obviously it's, it kind of speaks volumes to you know the way that we played, yep. you know, we played we played fast, we played hard, and when things kind of got out of control, it was either on the right side, it was either Darren or <laughs> or, or Joey that was earning their paycheck that night, and uh, you know, so that's kind of how it went. But I, into into obviously. You know the nicknames. I know. Um, Here, so, tell, so your nickname is Nails, right? Yeah, yeah. Nails, as in tough as nails. We used to have. We named a stable. We had horses. Tough as nails stable. Yeah. But Nails, which you, which was back, and I'm gonna. You can figure it out. But I'm saying with it a Z, mid, with mid, a Z, with two Z's actually. Yeah, Nails. Yeah, Z. Nails. Right. Which Lenny Dykstra was a center yeah. fielder, right? And and for the Phillies. So what, what year would you say? That was that was ninety eight. So we were actually so it was, I, I it was remember after, it was that because tough as because yeah. bro, you are tough as nails. So yeah. it's it, it makes it makes sense that it was so, after. But we were I'll never forget it because we remember we used to stay the night before we stayed at hotels. Yeah. And we were staying at the Athenium. Yeah. And so I don't I don't know if the Tigers were playing the Phillies or if something was going on, but the Phillies were on TV. And Lenny Dykstra had on his shoes. He had nails on it. So I'm kind of sitting there, and I was like, and I, I liked, I, I liked Lenny Dykstra as a baseball player. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, I always, I, lo- I loved him. Wait, as a ball player. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, <laughs> like, the lines, yeah, baseball no. player. Right, yeah, right, as right, a Philadelphia right. Philly, big Dykstra right. fan. Yeah. And so he's sitting there. He's like nails. <laughs> so I, we're just kind of sitting there, and I roll over, and I look at him, and I go to Mac. I go. I'm nails. From now on, I'm nails. When you address what? me, address me as nails. Yeah. So and I'm I like, just, serious? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's my new yeah. nickname. That it was so funny. So I, so I go, I want you to say, Good night, nails. <laughs> so then he sit there and he's like, "Good night, nails." And I was like, "Doesn't it sound good?" Like, say it again, you know. Good night, nails. So anyway, so that's how we do it. So the next day we kind of came, whatever. We came to practice, and Mac would have been, you know, hey guys, or nails and this and that and whatever. And to this day, he, uh, you know, I talked to Igor Larionov. He, I, he calls me nails. Uh, you know, like <laughs> you know, St- Stevie's, you know, still does, yeah. you know, at times. And so it was a nickname. It was a self-proclaimed nickname. I'm not. You know, I, I, I'm okay with no, it. No, but you have to get <laughs> um, your buddy to ride with it. Because yeah, I, right, I, right. But because, and as we're on nicknames. You endorsed it. I did. Yes. I loved it. Yeah. Because, it's, you know, yeah. obviously anybody gets yeah. their face smashed in front and, and yeah. gets up, up. That's like the, gets up as a hockey player with the friggin' what you had done and skated up because that's, you know, the to me, um, but like, like the nicknames, because it has to work though. Yeah. Because the thing with our dress room is nicknames get thrown out all the time. Yeah. Now, 
I'm, I would ask you some of your favorite ones, and I'm going to out myself first because you can't use pizza ass because you guys always call me pizza <laughs> ass because I have fucking maybe have rash on my butt from the from the laundry or whatever like that. But or I lack pe- of laundry or lack yeah. of laundry, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was so you guys. You fucking assholes just call me pizza ass. <laughs> so other than that, because Ozzy was always the king of the nicknames. Yeah, he came up with... And he'd uh, always... Like, well, I thought the, the the one that I love is, and we just talked about Kevin Hodson ticker. ticker. You know, because Ke- what happened with, and I was actually there, it was down in Adirondack. We were sitting there, we were having a pregame meal, and all of a sudden he's, he's turning into, like, he just starts sweating. And it's game day, and uh, we talked. I'm routine orientated like this, so it's like I'm ready. Like I'm like, what's wrong? He's talking about his heart, and it's like you feel his heart, and he's sweating. So I go to Craig Martin. I go, I go, like Marty, you got this? <laughs> I got to get a nap. I got a game tonight, <laughs> you know. And that's our starting goaltender. Right. Anyway, so we end up obviously calling. We called. Uh, we called nine one one, and they actually came. And so he obviously, you know, the heart was going, he had something going on. And, uh, so that, you know, when I saw him, I, I asked him, I said, you know, how's the ticker? And, you know, so everyone kind of started laughing. So then we all started calling him ticker. That's, uh... So that was, that was one of my, uh, one of my favorites. And then, uh, probably the other one that stands out is, uh, Anders Ericsson. Uh, we uh, named him Bubba because he was, uh, you know, pretty, uh, Swedes, Swedes are, Swedes are pretty lean and for the most parts felt, uh, you know, but, but Bubba, he um he's still he, he liked his uh he liked his treats and and Swedish Swedish candies and Swedish chocolate oh, is is very oh good God. and very so we would we were at the back of the original Redbird Redbird one and we're sitting there and we're playing cards and all this, I hear this like you know the the rappers going around and all this stuff and and we're trying to we're like what are you doing he's got a big bag of of this Swedish chocolate that he's just crushing on the plane right as we're as we're going so we ended up calling calling him uh, him Bubba so that was I would probably say you know Bubba and and Ticker were were two of the ones that uh, that that I had a lot of fun with. Did, how, how did Scotty react? Did he ever call anybody with, with the nicknames? Or and did he take to the to grind you. line? Did he ever say grind line go, grind line up? Uh, he probably would. He wouldn't yeah. be like, uh, yeah, he would have. But usually he's telling Barry who's up or whatever yeah, like right, that. Yeah. But, but it would get to a point that, because you, like Drape said, this is like 98 or whatever like this. So by the time it's 2002, I, I even know that. It was it was related to grind line, you know, yeah. everything was grind line. Yeah. Right. right. First in, in the and interesting that- thing in, in O two, I started I started the playoffs with uh with Sergey and Shani and obviously we lost we lost the first two games and we came back and then Scotty basically said, you know, I'm I'm putting the grind line back together. You know, is and then we ended up obviously, you know, being uh you know, we ended up winning you know, four straight from Vancouver and going on, but that was, uh, you know, so I, I, I would say that, you know, a lot of, a lot of people referred, you know, to, it was funny when you're talking about one, you're talking about three, you know, or four, right. yeah, however four. it was, you right. know, and, and that was the, uh, you know, that, that was the, the, the pretty cool thing. And even in the film, when, you know, people are sitting there, they're talking about the Russian five and the grind line. It's like, like to be in the same sentence as that, dude. you it's, know, it's, it's, unbelie- it's an unbelievable compliment. It's, I mean, like you think of, of, of where, you know, where we all came from and, you know, Maltz being, you know, a trade deadline acquisition, you know, Mac right. obviously going through the draft twice, me being traded for a dollar and the three of us, you know, not only creating a, a friendship, but be creating something, you know, special on the ice. And I think it just worked, you know, there's some things you put a line together and it just works. And, um, I think a lot of it was with having, you know, Mac there. And, and obviously we talk about Joey as well. Um, you know, that, 
that let Maltz and I play, you know, basically, you know, cross this edge, cross this threshold of how we could play that probably, you know, I'll admit it, you know, if, you know, if I you didn't have these guys every right. night, you know, <laughs> maybe I would have picked in my spots a little bit better, but yeah. you know, with these guys there, we were allowed to, you know, we could do what we want. And, you know, it, it, it was going against, you know, the Sackicks, the Forsbergs and Medanos. It wasn't, we weren't, it wasn't fourth line against fourth no. line or no, third no, line they, against third you line, were, you know, and that's the amazing thing out, is that, Shutting you down know, the Legion of Doom. That's, yeah, that's you know, one yeah, of the that, greatest, you, you know, know so, not only like talking about obviously scoring a goal, yeah. but, but, but you for know, us not, for Lindros not scoring till 11 seconds left, yeah. to shut those guys up because that's. If you know anything, and outscoring about, them, and outscoring them, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude. right, yeah. exactly. Because you, you know? the first game and yeah, with uh, with uh, you guys, and then Joey scoring, and and yeah. but just being able to, because we, the, if you know us at all, is is yeah, we like to score, we wanted to score, but we were more interested yeah. in shot. We took so much pride in keeping yeah. the top guys and making it hard. I've never seen anybody like. I used to tell everybody this, man. I said I used to feel bad because of watching you and Maltz abuse Wayne Gretzky in, in the '96 playoffs, <laughs> right? But it's the but it goes to show you that's what it's all about. And as Wayne would say, which is the ultimate sign of respect, you know, it's one of those things. It's that I hate Draper, and I say that because I want him on my team, right. you know, and yeah. and yeah. and you know, just different things like that. Well, um, wait, hold on, Perry, because no, no. do you have a my pillow? Have you heard of my pillow? Uh, I've seen the commercials. Pillow? Yeah, I got to yeah. this okay. because my pillow is one of our sponsors. And here at Grind Time, we're proud to announce the fine folks at My Pillow are on board with our team. Yes, Mike Lindell and everybody. Right now, you can get two My Pillows for the very low price of sixty nine ninety eight, but only if you use promo code DMAC. You can spell that any way you want. I use DMAC, but go to MyPillow.com and pick up the, some pillows, maybe some Giza sheets, or I uh, I had a bulldog Hank. Uh, he had to put him down, so I took his uh, his dog, my pillow, and they're twice as big and they're great. Okay, yeah, I'm in. So use uh, yeah. go to mypillow.com. Use uh, code DMAC uh, when you're checking out and enjoy the my the pillow that uh, I'll grind time with Darren McCarty. People sleep on. Um, I gotta ask. I, I I don't have we ever really talked about. I tell everybody I'm gonna go to March. I'm gonna go to like the whole. Uh, I don't know if we, you and I have we ever really talked about like, um, like when that ha when you got hit from behind. I tell it all the time, and because the thing that I want people where I, they have to understand from my from my point of view is it is when it happened. It happened right in front of me. It happened like like flabbergasted because of the noise that you're like. Do you have any recollection? of being hit or was it just coming off the ice to yeah no uh obviously i no no recollection at all probably the 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 interesting thing and and you know it's i never really never really talked about it you know no. it was just it was just one of those things that happened um you know you knew retribution was coming you didn't know when but you knew it was coming but it was all my point to the whole thing it's the shit hat. We, are first one. I'm first one. We talk about this in, in the backbone is because of what's right, right. And wrong is wrong. And stuff happens in the game. Yeah. Stuff happens in life, yeah. but you have to have respect for your, for your opponent. And when Claude, my biggest thing was he was going to get, you know, you don't do that and something happens, but right. usually at the end of it, it's, it's some, somebody's like, well, 
you know, yeah, I meant to hit him. Unfortunately, you know, I didn't. I feel sorry. You know, I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. And and the exact opposite. Yeah. Happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why the, it turned. Per- yeah, and, and the interesting thing, honestly, probably the the first time that I realized. Obviously, I knew how bad it was, but when I heard Johnny Wharton talk about it in the Russian Five, like yeah. I was. Like I, I, like my throat locked up. Like I, I didn't real. I'd never heard it told, you know, that descriptive. You know, I, I can sit here and say, you know what, I, I broke my jaw, my nose, you know, my orb, orbital, and you know, like I know, I know, I did all of those. But, but, but when he started talking about that injury right there and what it was, and you could see it on his face. You know, now, you know, you're just kind of like, you know, wow. Like, obviously, it was it was something that a lot of people in the medical industry, like in the hockey world, hadn't seen before. And, you know, obviously, you know, like, you know, like the, the one thing I wasn't doing is is I wasn't staying down, you know, and I, I ended up getting up. And the one thing, so I don't remember instantly, I don't remember the, the feeling. I didn't, I didn't feel anything. Right. It didn't hurt, um, which is kind of crazy to say. Right. But I think it was kind of, you know, in, in shock. shock. Yeah. And I ended up, I remember Johnny Wharton. And Keith Primo were taking me off the ice, and I could see. Remember at McNichol, yeah. we had to kind of skate through to get off the boards, and and I'm just I can see the door open, and I just kept saying to myself, "Just get to the door, just get to the door." Like that's all I was trying to do. Without throwing and, up, uh, you know, yeah. And I don't even, out. you know, obviously I, you know, I, I I think I passed out before I got to the door, but I got far enough, uh, you know, there. So obviously with you know con- the concussion and everything, and the amazing thing is, is probably two or three times I end, you know, I kind of came up. And the ones, you know, I sat up and you know how it is. Yeah. It's, you start getting dressed and you think you're going back out. I was on, you know, I was on pain meds and I didn't feel a thing at all. And I start getting dressed and, uh, you know, uh, it, it was, um, um, uh, uh, Doc, uh, I just drew a blank on Finley? Uh, Yeah. Doc Finley, excuse me. Doc Finley is just like, what, uh, where do you think you're going? I'm like, you know, Doc, I got to finish <laughs> the game. Where do you think you're going? You know, man? so then they, you know, they walked me over and I saw it in the mirror and then that's when it was obviously on, on the, you know, on the outside. That's when I realized how, how bad it was, but you guys didn't realize, I mean, no. you knew I got hit, but nobody really, cause we had the two dressing rooms and nobody realized exactly, you know, the extent of the injuries till, till afterwards. Um, you know, so that was, uh, you know, that, that, you know, it's, uh, but it's amazing, you know, how, you know, people, you know, taught, like when I say it, I'm sincere about it. I wouldn't change anything. No, I wouldn't change, you know, and, and obviously I know you wouldn't. I would, no, no, I mean, (laughs) you know, like, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, know, I see, and it always comes back to what Chris Draper has sacrificed for me. Exactly. I didn't really realize. Everyone thought it was the other way around. Right, exactly. (laughs) I mean, he's setting it up, but he's like, I'm going to make you famous. (laughs) Yeah. But but see that and that's the whole thing. I I always tell uh, in my comedy thing is that you know and and the serious part the the, the jokes at the end. But the serious part is there's only one thing ever said. The, the, between and 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 I want this on record. Like I, the only thing I ever said was when I got you from the hospital, right? And and the doctor gave me the pliers and I think we were in the car and I looked at you and I said, "Don't worry, I'll take care of this." And I asked you where you wanted to eat. That was yeah, the joke yeah. on the album. But it takes you <laughs> yeah. four hours for a guy with his jaw wired shut and a uh, uh, plate in his face to eat a friggin' plate of gnocchi. So Selfish. good. So good. Yeah. So, that was, and actually, the amazing thing is, it was that was the U.S. Open '96 at uh, at Oakland Hills, 
and oh, uh, you know, so obviously Mac was he was going there. I mean, I hadn't I hadn't eaten a solid meal in probably you know seven eight days, and I'm like, I got to get something in me, and whatever. So the one thing that I had to do because I was literally I was wired shut at the the at the back on both sides, and then on the middle on both sides. And, you know, the, the, the oral surgeon gave me a pair of pliers and he's like, you know, if anything happens, like you need these, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So not quite sure what I was thinking, <laughs> but I gave them to Mac and I said, you know, if I ever need these, you got my pliers. And, uh, you know, so that was, uh, so we went out and, uh, we were actually at, uh, at Oakland Hills for, uh, for the Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, it was, it was, it, it, it was, was a good uh, time, but you know, but that's really like between any of us, it was one of those things that it just like the way that it built up, but we didn't sit around talking about it. And like the adamant thing about when it, what came up to March 26 is because we had to win the game, mm-hmm. right? Because we sit the league record yeah. 62 wins. That happens to you. We hadn't beaten them throughout the year. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's just like down early too in that game. We were yeah. Down early. Oh dude, yeah. Kamaski, yeah. dude, but it was like yeah. the perfect, the perfect storm. And then if you watch the Russian five and see like, yeah. The biggest pacifist <laughs> next to Gandhi starts in Igor. I know. That's yeah. no, no, but I mean. And, and Forsberg. Right, but yeah. Igor just yeah. has not, like, and the way that it plays out, and you can't write it like a better script, and the yeah. fact that, you know, the biggest slap in the face is, is I score the overtime winner. <laughs> well, so, that you're still in the game. Yeah. Dude, Sandy said I would have got 7 to 10, which means today I would have been paying my whole salary to play. Uh, yeah. But no, no, but it's just the fact that the way it works out. But tell me, because it's the same feeling after that game, and I know we talked, it was the proverbial, everything's going to be all right, I don't know what it means. That's what it feels like now with yeah. Stevie back, with you, with all the guys in the spots, you know, the biggest thing, and I want people to take away, it's that's the culture that we learned is where the culture is now because just putting things in the right spots, having guys do to the best of their ability what they love and enjoy, and that's how we won. That's how we yeah. won championships. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. even like, do you rem- like? How does that, from your perspective? Because do you remember? Because to me, the one thing that I remember. Out of anything is when I, I couldn't, when I'm hammering them and I don't see stuff going on behind me, Shannon, Ke- but I look up and it was like the, it was like church where that, that beam comes down because you were sitting right there and I don't, and I, I took his head oh, and I, yeah. I ran that thing and I tell everybody, I bulldogged that thing so hard right in there and it was like right at that moment. Then I tried to knee him. That's what, you know, which is amazing why I wouldn't get it out, but. Devo didn't see it. Or or Shaki, no, 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 it's a good thing, right? Which, which, but that was like, but that's the way that it used to, like that. Right then, it was like, okay, that was great. But again, we had to win the game. Exactly. Well, that's the whole. It it could be a different script. It's a different story. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the revenge is great. We won the fight, but we still hadn't beat them. Now, all of a sudden, the way everything that played out for us was. You know, they had us, they had us down, they had our number. Now all of a sudden, you know, this this fight breaks out, you know, we're kind of rallying around how it was. Uh, you know, and then the the most important thing is, you know, we come back and win that hockey game. Now all of a sudden it's, you know, when you start thinking of, you know, physically we responded and then we also responded, you know, on, on the scoreboard, which was, you know, never mind for them. It was it was the most important thing for us. You know, is that we were able to do it. You know, it's like and they were, I mean, what what a rivalry and what two great organizations well, and the back. players that they have. Like, it's unbelievable when you start thinking, 
that's what made that rivalry so special was obviously because of the great players that that were involved in in that you know and it's it was unreal and uh you know i think um you know the 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 games you know the game of hockey i think you know obviously embraced it uh you know that rivalry all i know is on that day when i walked into the rink <laughs> on march 26th there was probably about five cameras on me walking into the rink, you know, not on Forsberg or Sackick or Waugh or Iserman or Shanahan or Lidstrom. It was on me, you know, kind of walking in. ESPN was doing it, and you kind of, you know, there was just something there. The fans, the the 20,000-plus at the Joe, they felt something was going to happen. You know, like, you know, like Max said, you didn't know you didn't know when, but you kind of knew that something was, was going to happen. And uh, I don't think anyone could have expected to, it to play out the way it did. And, you know, the, the videos and the highlights, and it, it's unbelievable. You know, when um, I have a son, an O2 son that plays hockey, when they kind of got a little bit older, and all of a sudden, you know, they started YouTubing and they saw this. It's just like, you know, oh, like wow. And I actually, have, you know, pretty cool event. I, I, my son's team, Little Caesars team, the U16s. You know, we all watched the Russian Five together down at uh, at Little Caesars Arena. And you know, the amazing thing is, is a lot of you know Keenan's buddies and teammates knew about the hit and the injury and all that. But like I said, when John Warden's sitting there, you know, describing it, it's uh, you know all these you know, young hockey players, I think it, they were, they were, you know, kind of surprised and, and I kind of kid around. I said, you know, I, I told you I was tough, you know, <laughs> and now all of a sudden they heard about it. So, you know, it was, um, you know, for something like that in that movie, uh, it's, uh, I yeah, mean, I can't me, say enough. I can't say enough. Isn't about that it. I think it's, I couldn't believe it when, um, when we, uh, Ken Holland last year in Traverse city took us all into uh, the state feeder at Traverse city and, and, and we watched it. And, uh, you know, it was, it was unbelievable. And like I said, you know, for me, you know, sitting there and, and obviously we lived it. We knew the story. We knew what happened. Well, I've heard did Jimmy you not D go tell right stories. Back. Like I, I went right back. To, I've seen it nine or 10 times. Right. But every time I see it, there's something different, but I got the same feel. Like I thought I was 25 years I know. old. It again. just gives you, it gives you chills. Goosebumps, it's, chills. It's just everything about it. You're proud of what you accomplished. You're proud of the friendships that we've created. You know, all of us, you know, stay in, you know, I'm, I'm lucky I've been, I've been over to Russia and, and I've been in Russia and, and Sergey and, and, and Slava Fatisov have been there. I can pick up the phone and call it Igor Larionov anytime I want. Uh, you know, just, you know, things like I get to work with Steve Eiserman, you go down the list, obviously, you know, the, the grind line that, you know, the relationships that, that we've had, it's, you know, it's just friendships that are, that are going to last, you know, forever. And, um, you know, and then, you know, the, the Stanley cups that we were able to win, it's, you know, it's truly, it was just, you know, it's, 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 we, we were, you know, we were blessed. We were fortunate, you know, to be able to, to play, you know, in Detroit, you know, like, you know, for myself to be able to play in there from, you know, 93, 94 to 2011 with the players that I did to win the cups, you know, one of my greatest, you know, moments, you know, when, when Mac comes back, you know, for the, for the 2008 Stanley cup, you know, something that, you know, never, you know, never, ever forget, you know, you know, so all those things it's, but I just remember, you know, watching the movie, and to me, I'd probably say I'd, it might have been four or five minutes. And I was actually, I was sitting beside Maltz watching, uh, watching the movie. And when Johnny Wharton was, you know, describing, you know, my injuries and the hit and what he saw, you know, it was, it was unbelievable, you know, the, the silence in the theater. 
and everyone in that feeder knew about the injuries. They lived it with me and stuff. And I honestly think like I just froze up for, you know, four or five. Maltz actually asked me, he's like, are you all right? Like this and kind of brought, you know, and, and all of a sudden, you know, well, Maltz has emotion. He cares, you know. <laughs> right, so sure. it, was, uh, it was something that <laughs> hey, it was finally, powerful. Finally, you got some out of it. Other than spilling his beer and exactly, then you see him shed yeah. a tear. <laughs> But that's the thing, Drapes, because the one thing that I said the first time I saw it, there's two things I got from it. Holy shit, it wasn't easy. And then two, holy shit, no matter where you looked, left, right, no matter what language, color, religion, there's love between human beings that would do anything. And yeah. Sergey said, eh, family. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I didn't really realize until like playing it back, but how pivotal that Russian dinner was. Yeah, I know. It's unreal. And and yeah. how because Stevie yeah. nailed it when it, it's like they let us into their like it was almost like we crossed this bear like between the tr that that the trust was there and yeah. it, and from that day. Because there's two things to always remember is that Stevie's saying that after we won, you'll never be able to take this from, you know, wherever we go in life, whatever happens, we'll live there and and then the rest of it is is you know, like, oh, it just yeah. blew me away. Well, the, the hard part, and it wasn't fair because they were our teammates and they were our friends, that when we lost, those guys got blamed. Oh. You know, and that was something that obviously, you know, that, 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 that's hard for all of us. You know, we're in this together, you know, like right. it wasn't, you know, and I think, but I think they, they heard the outside noise. They heard the, you know, the white noise of what was going on and, you know, people saying you can't win with all these Russians and too many Europeans. Obviously they're very intelligent people. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I, it, it, like you talk about now, all of a sudden we kind of go, you know, into, into their, their culture and have an unbelievable night with all these guys. And it's just like, it was, that was one moment, you know, obviously March 26 was another moment, but these things all happen like, you know, as, as a team. And that was something, you know, when you start talking about when you guys are going out for dinner, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't cliquey. It wasn't, you know, no. guys here, guys there. You go out for dinner, there'd be 10 guys. I remember, I, I, learned, say I learned a heavy lesson. I was going out for dinner. We would go out for dinner and, you know, with, you know, with the guys and some nice bottles of red were being ordered. And I was just drinking, you know, some, you know, some Bud Lights and some beers. And then all of a sudden the bill would come and we would split it amongst, you know, it would basically be 10 guys, whatever the bill is, you're paying your share, even though they were ordering off the reserve red wine list. So <laughs> that's all called, of a sudden, so. <laughs> ringing the bell, yeah, baby, ring know? that bell. So, that's what it's called. So there was two things that were going hey, on. I your was guy would be ordering and you'd be guys going. Bong, <laughs> bong, yeah. like you're hitting, like yeah. So you know, so then I'm I'm thinking two things are happening. I'm stopping. I'm not going out with these guys for dinner anymore. But it was way too much fun. Or I got to start drinking red wine. So and then Igor, who is a big advocate, good for your heart and everything. And so I I ended up starting to drink, you know, some some red wine. But the funny part, you start going out to those games, and Mac was the king of the of the games afterwards. Two games. That are unbelievable, unbelievable. The credit card game and the numbers game. And Mac was the king at that. And you're sitting there. Oh, and, so, so and explain to it. So we take. So there'd be two different ones. So say you're sitting around the table with eight guys. Mac would call it. I call. Mac would call. Right. Either or the. So the number game or the credit card. Credit card game is pretty simple. Yeah. They call it birds in a bush where everybody throws a credit card. And then whoever's drawn out pays the ticket. The numbers game was a lot more fun because you start from one to a thousand and I'd pick it, right? So we'll play right now. So I'm going to write the number down and I'll let you know what you win or you lose. So, so I'd start with McCool between zero and a thousand. 655. Okay, between zero and 655, Perry. 
33. 33 and 655. 500. 500 and 605. 655. Or 655. See, that's why he never fucking paid. <laughs> <laughs> 500 and 655. 560. 5, uh, 50, uh, so it's between 550 and 655. It's my turn. I get 551. It's between 551 and 655, McCool. 585. It's between 585 and 655, Perry. Ooh. 612. It's between 585 and 612, Nils. 590. It's between 590 and 612, Bill. 608. So it's between 590 and 608. I get 607. Between 590 and 607, Mike. 599. Between 590 and 599, Ooh. Perry. 596. Between 590 and 596, <laughs> Nails. Oh, what is it, 590 and 596? Yeah. 593. It's between 590 and 593, Bill, which means. So Ooh. we're going to stop right here, right? So it can either be 591, or 592. 592. So right now. All these guys We're are out. pretty meal. We're out. Right? You, so now, just remember, there's badass. bottles of reserve red wine. Dude, that are this going is, this this is, is, is I'm going to say this is like a $2,000, $2,500 <laughs> ticket. Right. Now, now, you have a choice between $591 and $592. If you, whatever number you pick, if it's not the number, then I would pay. If it is the number, then you would pay. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to pick the number right now. Okay. $591. Thanks, Bill. Bill Bob Dinner. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. Hey, that actually guideline go. That actually worked the way that it usually did. Because it would always come down to usually me and that's where you say yeah. it. And more times than that, depending on who it was, but we usually slide out. Yeah. But so that I, so there you go, guys. That's the numbers game. And Bill it is a lot Bill more just fun. bought dinner. What? It's, it's, it's a lot more fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. Well, it yeah. is until you pay the bill. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah unless you're so bad. you want to do that, right? So, hey, listen. So you want to do that in, like, lunch, right? Where guys are, or you want to go to the movie. Or maybe you hit Chipotle or something like that. It's going to cost you 40 bucks. We weren't eating at Chipotle, Mac. <laughs> no, I mean before the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, before uh, that. That segment right there, the numbers game, feel free to play, was brought to you by the Jeffrey Group and Rhonda Monet of Gold Star Mortgage. Jeffrey Cavanaugh, the Jeffrey Group of America Realty, and Rhonda Monet of Gold Star Mortgage have enjoyed a decades-long five-star customer rating. What sets them apart year after year in this competitive home buying market? Their family of customers consistently report a simple, seamless, transparent, ethical process. Help me, Rhonda, yes, the very, very Rhonda that Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys sang to her in Maui when she was serving breakfast. Yes, you deserve nothing less. Don't make a move or sell to sell or purchase a home without consulting with Jeffrey or Rhonda. Call Jeffrey Cavanaugh at 734-306-9027 today. Gold Star Mortgage is an equal opportunity lender, NMLS number 3446. And thank you to the Cavanaugh Group and I believe Brad over at Tanglewood. Uh, I heard uh, through Nikolai that we are putting together, uh, getting ready for next year's golf outing uh, early. Like, no, we're, we're starting to put the things... Oh, yeah. Starting to, starting to put things into well, consideration for next year. For next yep, year. Yeah, we're going to be all set next and year. And thank you to uh, to Jeffrey and Rhonda for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you brought up... Uh, I want to talk about... Because uh, I got a, a great question, and, uh, and uh, I don't know what I did with that. Oh, here it is. About becoming my comeback, and I talk about 
talk about that. So I preface it with, uh, you know, because it really goes to me, it goes to show you like everything we're talking about culture, whatever, like that at the end of the day, it's family, we're family. And it didn't matter. Cause I remember when I came back and we had lunch and I think it was in the de- December of 07th. And I sat down and you'd said to me like, what, what is it you want? I said, dude, I, I got something left and I just want to want a chance. Mm-hmm. And at the time you and, uh, sank and you had a, something to do with the flint jet yep. in yep. the ihl with brandon yeah and brandon bordeaux yeah, yeah. god bless uh b yeah. um for you know at the time and 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 you know that, that's what i tell you so when we sat down and it was just like and then you were the one that went to kenny and it was like we had this like and i was just looking for the opportunity mm-hmm. and that and that's all it was so it was the, like i tell everybody <clears throat> you know for me at that point you know to be able to to come back and not be where I was at, but to be able to come home and, and that's, you know, sort of the family, no matter what was going to happen and just to be able to have that opportunity. So, um, you know, when we talk about all the different, like I always say that the, all the cups are, you know, they're like kids, right? They all have the different story mm-hmm. and different thing like that. But yep. that one, that one, because of Ozzy coming back because of me, because of Dally. Yep. Dally Drake and and just the way that it was done with it was Air like Downey. Oh, Downs. double O Downs. Yeah. Just yeah. just the, the but you know with Hank and with Pav and just Croner and and just the guys it was sort of like the last not the last hurrah but it was yeah. the end of the thing and I just it was like so important and I think that people you got to realize it's just the, you know sometimes it's just the opportunity. So you you know and the way that it played out obviously you know we're sitting here with I was able to. Well, I was what, able. I was able banner. to tag yeah. along again. Well, what what made you believe in him? What did you see in him that that said, "Hey, I'm gonna. I I got to give him a chance." Well, first of all, one of my best friends. Uh, you know, so I was gonna do everything I can. I I could for him. Um, obviously, but for me, I mean, I'm in the middle of the season. You know, like I'm. You know, I, I'm playing. It's not like I can't be there. You know, every day. And and the one thing I said to him, and and I believed him. I looked at him. I, I said, Mac, I got no problem setting this up. I know trainers and all this. People love to do it. I'll set it up, but if you if if you miss a workout, I'm out. Like, you know, I, I can't you came to me, you sought me out, you wanted to do this. We just sat here for, for two hours and you're telling me what you're gonna do, you'll do everything to to get it done. I believe you, but that's talk, you know, until until you have to get up and, and do a workout and then you have to skate. And then you're gonna feel you know, you're not gonna feel great, and you gotta get up and you do it. I have to do it again. It's day in, day out, day in, day out. That's when you're gonna you know that's when you're gonna prove it to me that you're going to do it. So ended up setting up uh, you know with a personal trainer, getting big, them going. Big thank you to Sean Clark and obviously uh, Dr. Pierce yep, over there you know, and everybody. What you had that core. Yep. And got him in at uh, got him in at uh, at Troy, and and then uh, you know it was starting to skate, and I talked. You know I kept talking to Ken and. Just kind of, you know, it's like, you know, day, you know, day seven, hasn't missed a workout, he's doing it, you know, kept talking and all this stuff. And, and then uh, I still, not you, and obviously how you ended up, I knew you wanted to, you basically said like, I got to play games and you went to Flint to earn the contract to get to Grand Rapids, Right, correct? it was, yeah. well, that's what Kenny told me. Yeah. Kenny just said, and like I said, the opportunity, I said, where do I, it was the same sort of thing back when I was drafted. And I think the big, biggest thing is that yeah i had to prove it with the opportunity but you guys know that if when i put my mind to something that it could be done but kenny said well i needed a place to play right because he would he would be willing to give me an opportunity but i had to earn it so to be able to go to flint and 
and you know Jason Cerrone. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, friend that we played junior yeah. against since and known. He sort of like was able to help me and take me under the wing. And you know, I know Kevin Kerr was the coach and Mazzotti and and just like to be able to get in and to love the game again and to yeah. enjoy the game and to play until Kenny said, okay. You know, we'll give you a uh, tryout in Grand Rapids. And the first game in Grand Rapids, I had a hat trick and yeah. an assist. And it was like, but the hardest yeah. thing back then, it was like, knowing it, but it was like, you know, it, it got to a point where, where you know, Abs couldn't say no. No. No, you know, there's just too much going on. Too much going yeah, on. It, and, just gained, too, it, and, it just gained so much, you know, positive, po- and, positivity. And, right. Know, towards, and, and plus. And obviously, I mean, you know. Every single Red Wing fan loves Darren McCarty. Everyone, it was it was a feel good. Everyone wanted, yeah. everyone wanted this to work, and more importantly, Darren obviously put the work in to give himself a chance to do that. And then all of a sudden, it was like, you know, okay, here he is. You know, he went through. You know, when you pay your dues, you went to Flint, you went to Grand Rapids, and now all of a sudden, obviously, it's uh, you know he, he gets the call to to come up to Detroit. You know, and probably one of the coolest things yeah. that uh, you know Babs did is. You know, and it, it just kind of speaks. I, I, I always, I always say, I, and I always time I I see Babs, I thank yeah. him for that because my first game back in St. Louis, uh, he started the grind line, yeah. and to me, that's the uh, was sort of the the tip of the hat, and you wanted, you know, why it worked out, and and for me, what I realized, I just. I wanted to be a part of it. I didn't care if I played because I used to love going out and Ozzy and I were talking about it, how I go out and be the warm-up guy with yeah. shrimp boat, Jimmy Bedard and, yeah. and to be around it. But the way that it played out with the mule miss in the first round and Homer miss the second, I played 17 out of the 22 games. Yep. You know, yeah. watch you put your face in front of a freaking great goal. <laughs> Big right? sa- nice yeah. sauce pass by Dally yeah. Drake. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It doesn't matter. You know what? Exactly. Yeah. Sauce right into your giblets. Uh, and yeah. I knew you were in trouble when you when you had your hand up and you skate right off the ice. <laughs> I had four chicklets straight back. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so, so winning all these four cups. Now, Max said, you guys created something after the first cup because with the photo op didn't really oh, yeah, the best yeah. photo Tell, op. I said the two most poignant things Chris Draper told me has been uh, we can never let this happen again. Yeah. Exhibit A, standing in the crease, um, looking down at New Jersey Devils, celebrate winning the Stanley Cup. Chris Draper looked at me and said, we can never let this happen again. I said, I know. Also, too, after the first picture where we got bad real estate in the back where you see my forehead and him sort of looking, he looks at me after the picture. And he doesn't belong in the back of any picture. Thank you. No, absolutely. You. What are you yeah. saying? I do? Well, no, I'm saying absolutely. I'm saying. Oh, short guys, short he just guys. went five, ten and a half That's on okay. you. That's okay. Five, ten and a half? Not anymore. No. Shorter? Yeah. Shorter? Yeah, yeah. He's a man. Yeah. He's a man. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, man. See, Perry? That's just like me telling my pizza ass thing. He just told on himself that <laughs> I'm now not he's not afraid. It's, oh. Yeah. I always played big. I'm not worried about my height. Okay? <laughs> I love it. But he told me that. He said, the real estate for the picture, right, for your Stanley Cup picture, how you get on Sports Illustrated, we had absolute first one. You know, winning goal, I couldn't hog the front. But he looks at me and goes, bro, we can never let that happen. Yeah. Bad real we were, estate. But at the time, we were in a good spot. We were. And then all because of a sudden, we were, yeah. we were, oh, we were eager. We were the young eager guys. Then everyone came in. That's when I said, all of a sudden, they see these guys come in. I was like, we got here too early, Mac. <laughs> yeah. We got here too early. <laughs> no. Can't let this happen again. Right. And then, and sure and enough. then so the next year when we won, we made sure. Because the key is you got to. We were so, we were beside each other. We're like, not yet, not yet. You yeah. know, letting oh. guys come in, sort around. It's like, okay, let's go. And ready, we, ready, <laughs> go. And then we went together. So by 02, 
we, we didn't have to stamp it. We, we had it down, sort of, and you see. And then, here's the thing. And do you remember this? So Dan Cleary, the whole time, like, we're, we're talking to him. And the best, like, Cleary is, is, is awesome. But he's like, oh, because we're telling him, dude, we win. You know, we, you got to do the pitch. And he's always asking us, and, and he, hey, hey, what's the pitch? How do we do the pitch? How do we do it? Wait, wait. And, and said, obviously, for 08, but after Dan Cleary muffed the biggest, like. Didn't know that we won. Didn't know the buzzer. Isn't that the biggest, dude? The biggest non-selling hesitation is priceless. Unbelievable, dude. Ozzy said, (laughs) "I asked Ozzy when he's here. He he says, what the? He was just like." Well, Ozzy like threw, Ozzy threw his, his stuff he's right in his air. Cruise the first kind of like <laughs> <laughs> so he couldn't. You have, talk about freezing. So yeah. you got to be, you got to come in late. So it's yeah. always about the patience, and and you know you can't be too in a hurry yep. to get anywhere. And I don't know. I think the last three we really good spots. Really, really yeah. good spots. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the actually one of the pictures, I think it might be O two. I'm like Mr. Illich is like right beside me by the cup. Yeah. You know, like how, like you know, how fortunate is that? You know, being with Mr. I. I don't think it's fortunate comes to you. I think. That well, that was that was that was <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, the t- hey, the 2000 and, 2000 and, or the 1996 2016 uh, repeat Ginger of the Year award. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So. One of the other things you play much golf this year? I did not. You did not. Not a lot. Because the one year. thing that the one thing that Chris has on me is that he, I've I have two hole in ones. You still have one. I got one. You, but yes. you had yours first. Did I? I? Re- yeah, you did. Because oh, okay. I remember. Did I? <laughs> Dude, because I used to be the diehard like. I'm the diehard golfer, or whatever, and he goes home and you got in Toronto, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And you got in Toronto. He comes, generally comes back with, "Hey, how'd you, you know, golf?" And he, oh yeah, but he's got this plaque and this picture <laughs> of, and he, and then he brags on me. Yeah, I didn't even see it go in. <laughs> so that's one thing he, he does. Uh, but yeah. you belong to Magna. I do. Magna. Well, goes- I got Magna and Oakland Hills here. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, hey, yeah. uh, you know, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. They're while well, they're redoing know? it right now. I know. I'll tell you what. When they redo it, de- we're done. Deal. We'll okay. go play. New. I course. like the north. Yeah, though. north is unreal. It is yeah. unreal. Yeah. It, well, I just say that because uh, here at Grind Time, uh, that was the golf. Because uh, Cattails, everybody, thank you for who came out to the Cattails golf outing. If we know Cattails, it's the uh, golf club, 18-hole championship track in South Line, former home to the LPGA Futures Tour, Michigan Amateur Qualifier, and more. Two very unique nines, one unique golfing experience. Wetlands featured on the front, hardwoods and native forests on the back. Perry's balls are everywhere out there. Uh, you can return them for an autograph from Perry Vellucci or Grind Time. Range, multiple practice series, a full bar. Menu at the clubhouse. Come out and uh, come on out to the course that the Grind Time family plays. Uh, that was easy. Check was out our Facebook it, page yeah. for an exclusive offer to Grind Time fans that will get you 18 holes in a cart for $25 during the week. Wow, I thought this was 1996 again. <laughs> <Cup crazy. laughs> Little Cup Crazy came out. Yeah. Yeah. So what's uh so you're on your way to Sweden? On my way to Sweden Friday. Yep. So yeah. um so will you how much out of the month do you travel? Um well pro I mean, man, I'll probably see twenty try to do twenty-two games. A month, twenty-two to twenty-three, depending on where, you know. Now, do you have a, a short list, like of you know, like do you start with a short list of, like you said, you mentioned the Quebec kid who's number one. So yeah. you have a short list of guys. Do you? Yeah, I try new. I f- by the time October's finished, I should probably have uh, the potentially the top fifteen guys in the draft. 
seeing those guys. And then once uh, once you get into November, there's uh, there's a U18 and there's a U20. Uh, ones in Sweden, ones in Finland. So I'll hit both of those. So you pretty well see you know all the top guys there. Uh, World Juniors. In, Where's that uh, at this year? Uh, Sunsfall in Sweden is the okay. uh, is the 18s, and then in Helsinki is the U20s. So I'll do that. Um, and then obviously the U18 World Championships are in Plymouth this year. So that's, oh, wow. uh, oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Huge. Okay. April. Oh, wow. Middle of April. So that's yeah. unreal. Yeah. I mean, that's, oh, uh, yeah. you know, it's, I mean, obviously very fortunate, uh, you know, for, for travel wise to see that, but just for hockey fans in general to go see this tournament. I mean, these kids, these, these will be the kids that, uh, all the O2s, top O2s, there'll probably even be some underage O3s that are there. And these will be, you know, a lot of the, the top the names, names they're going to hear. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So I have that, and then, uh, yeah, just kind of go, you know, it's just kind of put a schedule in. I usually try to go, you know, almost two months out of where, where I'm going to go, um, and then you just try to, you know, you try, try to make it flow, you know, work with, uh, talk to our area guys, you know, see what they have, uh, see what they have going on where they're at, and then, uh, you know, just get in and, and, and watch the game. So it's, uh, you know, and then, I mean, obviously sometimes, you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, the kids get injured, you know, so, you know, you, get, you have to, you know, you might have to change your schedule on that, but, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, pretty well two months out and, um, you know, the big thing is obviously communication, co- constant communication. And then from there, it's, uh, you know, just go find the players and we'll do, uh, you know, we'll, we do, it's actually pretty cool. So every, every time I go see a player, I rank a player right. and we put it into, uh, it's called list builder. So if I have anyone that's in, you know, a top 15 pick, it, they dump it into the top 15. So and then I, that pretty much helps you remember almost like, like when you, you watch a game or when we watch a game yep. and like, maybe he does something and, and you're like, wow, I haven't seen that. Or he does that. You may mark it down and forgot. Cause you go back in your list and yep. your notes. Yeah. So I just kind of keep, usually I try to do it about once a week to try to keep my, you know, my, it's my list of, of where right. I want these players. Um, and, and it, it goes, you know, position, you know, centers left, right, here you go, you know, I get, try to get those all set up. So it's, it's, it's pretty interesting, you know, to get it, uh, you know, to get it all, uh, all dialed in and it's, uh, you know, I can see, you know, myself, Jesse Wallen, Ryan Rozmierski, Stevie Beaker, you know, we can see the, our other scouts list to kind of see where they oh. have those players, um, and stuff, you know, so it's kind of keep track of, of where, where it's going. But, you know, for me, um, I'd rather talk to them. I'd rather pick the phone up and have a conversation. Who do you like? Who was good this weekend? Just in Pittsburgh this past weekend, they had the USHL showcase. So all the USHL teams were there, you know, so, you know, been talking to, you know, our guys over that. And, uh, you know, so those are, you know, it's, you just kind of get where they're at and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty good, you know, for, um, it's interesting. Uh, it's good communication. You know, I mean, you spend a lot of time, you know, in, uh, in, in, in your, in your vehicle. Um, you know, I guess speaking of my vehicle, I got to throw uh, Zot in for, I got an unbelievable Dodge Ram. Do you, have you seen the new Dodge? No. Pickups? Outstanding. Really? So I got it. Yeah, I got it. I saw the spot. I got it. I got it. I got Do you see it? I saw the spot. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I got it. I graduated. Uh, oh, I did. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. You enjoy. Yeah. So Th- I, uh, Th- Thad's been watching us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Has he? Okay. Right. Good. So, 
No, um, awesome. You know, and the good thing is, is uh, I, I hope he's listening right now because I put thousands and thousands of miles on a vehicle, so it uh, works out pretty good. But you know, you just get in the car, and if you drive to London, I you know it's I have two hours, so I want to you know jump in the car and I want to drive home and I'm going to talk to somebody, you know, what'd you see, you know, try to, you know, and, and let them know what I saw. Would that, you know? would that be like, cause that, that's sort of working smarter, not harder. It's just, is that one of the things uh, that was going to ask you is what do you think is the number one thing that you took from Kenny? Um, learn from Kenny. Yeah. Well, the, the one thing, you know, is, is basically if, if, if you're going to get into this, you have to go watch hockey games. You know, that's really, that's really what it is. I mean, we're lucky. We have the video system that we have, you know, games being played tonight within 24 hours. I could pull up any game, any shift of any player that I want, you know, but it's not the same, you know, as going there right. live, you know, it's, and that's same the, thing uh, as if you you're going to turn a, a new hockey fan and you watch them have watch TV and then you yeah. take them to a live game and they're like, wow, exactly. it's the same thing exactly. as, as you know? in scouting. You can yeah. get an idea. But well, there's, th there's things you want to see. There's mannerisms you want to see. There's, you know, you know, how are they on the bench? How do they react to certain things? I always sit, <laughs> I always sit across from the benches because I want to watch them. Yeah. You know, I want to watch them kind of come on and off, off the race and see how they are. You know, if all of a sudden, you know, if, yeah, you know, if you don't get the puck and all this stuff, like I, you know, when Mac, didn't see me and I'm wide open and you went and, offside you know, and then you, you know, went I, offside, I would, I would go offside. It, as yeah. anybody else in the history I, I was wish going too fast anybody, <laughs> hey, what, what was your answer hey when I go this fast I can't <laughs> I can't risk blowing yeah. a joint exactly yeah hey, hey man the park do you think well, hey that's you, one of the oldest you, rules in hockey, you are the most right? offside move guy it. in history guys ahead of you right? open move it hey well most offside guy in no history. not true listen you might have been offside more than Homer had goals disallowed <laughs> You're lying. That's <laughs> lie. There's no uh, chance. There's are, no you chance. You are a pervert, uh, chronic. Uh, uh, hey, yeah. I'm going to ask some of the other guys. You're a chronic. You think so? Chronic offsider. Wow, I've never been called that before. I don't. I just. I, I, I. You know what? I totally. It was a lot, but I don't know about chronic. I yeah. Would, that's so, a, that's a a, like, so you're not saying chronic period? Just a, a plethora. If there was <laughs> a plethora this of offsides, is, oh, this yeah. is, like I'm going to agree Detroit with them to quit coming up with these Detroit words. Detroit <laughs> 1993 or 94 yeah. till 2011, most offside guy. No. Yeah. No. No. During that time span. Would, how many, games, time span, how many yeah. games did you play? Thousand? There, there was, I think, many, almost. Over 1,000? Yeah, almost 1,200, yeah. 1,200? Here's the 1,200 thing. games guaranteed 1,000 offsides. <laughs> That, that was guaranteed easy. No, one, one a game, you know. one a game. Yeah, one uh, a game. I could, yeah. dude. But then <laughs> hey, I, had to, I had to send a message. Like, you know what? If I if he wouldn't pass the puck and headman the puck, finally came to the point. You know what? I got to send him a message. So instead of dragging the leg or cutting across the blue line, I just went offside. I'd look down. I'd come back to the bench. I'd be serious. I'd be move the fucking puck okay hey, you're I'd not fast off four guys trying to no he like he was a couple times he'd be a zone behind me okay like i was a lot faster i, I believe than he that was. yeah mac i knew mac was fast enough to always get me out of trouble that's okay? it <laughs> like, that's the one thing that's the only thing i needed him to do okay i just need to make sure oh, that he was, i love that statement okay? i needed him matters, to be fast enough to make sure that he could bail me out so that what was what james is saying is he could tread water for a few <laughs> he could, right, he would slowly yeah, i had my warrior stick in my hand no problem <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome, bro. bro. Oh, I, I really appreciate. Well, I got to end. So it's funny. Obviously, I talked to Ozzy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I know you guys had a lot of fun, and he he said there was one story that he wished 
that he brought up, and he said, he's like, he goes, he goes, Drapes, he goes, you got to end it with this. Okay. So, so this you, is the Ozzy Drapes special this is, with this yeah. ought to be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do you remember when, after we won the Cup in 97, we went to Tiger Stadium? Oh, oh. Yeah, when we okay, got the unis on. Yeah, do you remember that? Wait, oh, put the yeah, unis on. Okay, hold you on, hold awesome. on, hold on a can, second. You want me to tell? No, no, no. <laughs> you can chime in a little bit, but you're gonna listen. So anyway, so we come, Bobby Higginson, Brian Hunter, Phil Nevin, Jonesy. You know all these guys. They we were actually you know kind of befriended them all through the Stanley Cup run. They came to the games. Higgy was unreal because he's from Philly. You know, so he was a Philly, right, right. huge Flyers fan, and obviously we were able to, you know, stick it to him, which was fantastic. But anyway, so after we... so we, we, we got the unis on. See, oh, yeah. So we come in, we come into Tiger Stadium, we come into the dugout, and they're hanging up. We have the, our unis are hanging up, okay? So we come in, and we're huge, you oh. know, sports fans of, of all, you know, yeah, the you know, Pistons, yeah. Lions, Tigers. Okay, and all... George Bell. Uh, yeah, anyways, Bar, anyways, yeah. so we get... Orge, Pat Atkin. We get everything all set up, and we go out there, okay? So we get uh, get all done up. So so we're whatever, taking, you know, watching these guys are warming up. And it was the Chicago Cubs. It was interleague play. And so was, and uh, so anyway, so we're going, and the, the Tigers are all warming up. And, and Ozzy actually goes out into the bullpen with Jonesy. And Jonesy's, you know, throwing some stuff. And it was unreal. I had, I, I don't know who, who it was, but told me he was, it was, he's never seen it before. Ozzy's sitting there, he's in the crouch and he's making, you know, he's catching the ball and Jonesy kind of gets one that comes away from him. So Ozzy's there and he's in, he's in his crouch. So instead of just trying to use his body with like what everyone would, Ozzy just goes into the butterfly. He sticks out his left leg and basically off shin pad into his glove and catches it and throws it back to Jonesy. And these, the, all the, the other, other catchers, like, they have never, ever seen anything uh, like this. Yeah, redirecting it. Exactly, you know, because they control obviously, it. you know, they use yeah. their body. So anyway, so we're taking, we're taking batting practice. Okay, so we're kind of going back and forth, back and forth. So obviously, you know, the short porch in right field, right? Yep. So all of a sudden, so we're sitting there, and we're hitting them, and, the, and they're, you know, warning track power, no, no. And all of a sudden, I hit one. You didn't hit one. You... You pro, <laughs> like Higgy was standing they there, and Higgy's a left-handed batter, crash. And, and he hits this ball, and Higgy lets out this, oh! <laughs> Drapes yeah. hit this, I swear, Bill, it was probably about, within 30 feet of where Gibby hit his. Against yeah. against Goose wow. Gossage. Yeah. Wow. Upper upper deck hey. like this. So this is the best. So I so but I heard it and and it's true. There was a different crack of the bat, you know, like you almost felt it and everything. And then I heard them say, like, you know, oh, Higgy gets just, just oh, like the, and the then, Tigers guys yeah. were going, oh. <laughs> So the Cubs, they're all up on the on the step because they're actually waiting, right? right? So anyway, so I flip the bat and I start running the bases, and everyone's kind of like, <laughs> "He's got the yeah. uni on. We got, <laughs> got the Tigers unis, and they and see this guy around. running the bases." Yeah. And I am flying. <laughs> hey. I see Sammy Sosa. I'm like, "Sammy!" Yeah. You know, as I'm wheeling around. He's throwing right field. James is around the second. Goes, Sammy. So yeah. I, I run back. So as soon as I come back, now Matt gets up to bat. Now don't forget, we've kind of been going back and forth, and Darren and I are pretty competitive of all this stuff that's. <laughs> going on so max hitting it boom warning track boom warning track now all of a sudden you know the big tough guy you know is trying to sit there now you know five ten and a half over here you know <laughs> you hit sure one out. now doesn't matter hit one out and that day that day matt couldn't hit one out finally the cubs come on the field they're like 
guys like we got to get ready for our game you know and all this and max sitting there he's dripping sweat he was <laughs> he was like a little kid that had to take his net and go home <laughs> i was okay? mad and he because, was so bad dude, dude, he wouldn't even wait, talk like don't just you remember a big because suck. their backup catcher Robbed me at the track, border <laughs> track, and he went over and got it. And I was like, <laughs> so to this day, oh. Draper won, McCarty oh. zero, Tiger Stadium, but upper it wasn't deck, even, and it oh, was just, oh, it wasn't. So. It was like one of those no doubters that you see like in the home run derby. Yeah, it was just. I mean, I, did you play baseball? Growing I did up? growing up. Okay, yeah. so, so yeah. you had the and, swing and all. Yeah, you were a natural athlete. So we did all that. Like we did. That was actually that was such a fun day. We were able to, you know, shag. Fly balls, everything. The unis. I still have my uniform. It's unreal. It's at my parents' house. Amazing. And it was. Uh, so, anyways, we were laughing at that because of obviously, you know, the how competitive we both were, and the and and Ozzy was just like. And then, of course, Ozzy's like, you know, a couple hours later. Mac, did you hit one out? And I'd be there. No, I did though, Oz. Yeah. Uh, so. Just it. Well, yeah. That, yeah, that was good. And that was like we always. Uh, that was always the best part, even doing, you know, going to Comerica and being yeah. around. And that that's the one thing, too, is that, uh, you know, moving you know, move forward is the, the culture, but it's the, how we were interacted with all the other sports yep. teams. And that's, you know, to see what we're going to get back into. I know I talked to Matt Patricia, yeah. you know, and that's one culture thing coming with New England, coming from the Boston area. Yeah. All those oh, championships, yeah. they're, they're all intertwined. They yeah. all talk. They're all friends. Yeah. And, you know, if it if it... We build that culture, like you said, and it starts. You it's, know. It, I, last Sunday showed me that it's, and what they've done so far this year, that it's the already, Lions? it's already there. Yeah, they're starting. Yeah, speaking it's of building. that, uh, uh, did you watch the game last? I was there. I was in Ramuski. Oh, that's I was right. Working, you were working. Remember? Yeah, I was yeah. up. I got to say thanks to TJ yeah. Lang, and uh, I got to meet Frank Zombo. Thank you. Watched mm. the game with them. TJ last week uh, joined us uh, at the Legacy Nine Five. What a great guy! Nine two yeah. five. Yeah. So uh, and learning a lot of uh, intricacies behind yeah. you know. Well, the I train uh, train a lot with Rob Sims. Former, oh yeah, Rob, uh, Rob, Rob, right? You know, uh, yeah. what a oh man, what a great, great guy. guy he is. I'm, like uh, very cool. What a great guy. Yeah, we uh, so uh, uh, yeah, we're doing a lot of stuff. I'm doing stuff with him and Calvin, and yep. just talking with yep. stuff with their primitive and and you know the health and w one of the things is that is is we got to take care of our you know they have to take care of our players so it's a different way in all the different leagues just for health and wellness yeah. so but great guys yeah. that's yeah you know they, he's such a good dude and, you know and then i you know meet him through dom so yeah. you know all the time so yeah. what's so, peterman old Petey, yeah all those guys. all those yeah. linemen, those linemen just, yeah yeah god thank god they yeah. can skate oh yeah <laughs> like yeah. there's some huge guys obviously no oh. tj and stuff yeah. tj lomas all those guys Gigantic. yeah yeah um let's see what do you got this weekend? Yeah, what do we got going? I got Caregiver's Cup Saturday up in uh, Flint uh, area. Um, no comedy till next weekend. Oh, I'll be up at Saginaw the 12th. So we'll have everything up on DarrenMcCarty.com. Um, you're heading to Sweden? Yep, off to Sweden. You're uh, leaving Friday? I leave Friday, and then I land. Uh, I get into uh, Gothenburg, and then uh, games Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. Tuesday... And then yeah, Tuesday right through. I finish in, uh, end up in Germany on Sunday, and then fly home. Yeah. Well, tell the hawk uh, I said hi. Hawk, I will for sure. So you're gonna yeah. miss uh, uh, Sunday. The yeah, home I miss opener. home opener. Yeah, I'll be yeah. there. I'll represent. What, what, what do you got? What are you gonna be doing there? Oh yeah, I'll be at the home opener. I've I don't know walked the red carpet. Oh yeah. I think I might be doing the in in game. In game in, again. In, oh good. In yeah. game stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, I got to check. So, yeah, you know, and and that's the like you said, everybody finding their spot to you know how they do how we could positively affect from what we know, and and it's great to see everybody. You know, it's great to hear like Croner and you know yeah. working with yeah. Cider, and that because that's where we came from. All we're trying to do is is learn or is to teach what we were taught. Yep. You know, the the difference is is that you know we had to learn like of the Gordies and the the Tads and stuff. We didn't really our parents grew up watching them. You know, we got to learn about the men yeah. themselves from being around. Yeah. Now it's yeah, like but how special is that seeing, you know, Gordy and Ted at, at, at Joe Lewis Arena. I remember the first time seeing each of each of them, obviously at different occasions, and I, I, I couldn't wait to call my dad. You know, just obviously, and just say like, Dad, I, I, I met Gordy Howe. Dad, I met Ted. Dad, Lins. Ted Lindsay just gave me shit. Alex, yeah. Yeah, you deserve <laughs> it. I mean, you know, all, Alex, all, yeah. You know, it's you know, it, you know, all those Johnny guys. Wilson Amazing. back in the Bill, day. Bill Gadsby. Yeah. Bill yeah. Gadsby. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, yeah. So special. Yeah. 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 So if if you were in charge of the if you had Stevie's role and you were handing a signing a job to the team for Mac, what would what would you give him? What role would he be? Uh, gritty. <laughs> the mascot from Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, look at him. That could be a good gritty. I already got the mascot. Yeah, he's going to say it. <laughs> yeah. That's a dumb question, Perry, because you've got to spend too much time at the rink to be involved. And you can be involved on the outside, and you can do grind time with Darren McCarty, and you can have great interviews with your friends <laughs> yeah. and former teammates, like Chris Draper himself. And he gets, you know, when it's hot, when he goes in-house, it, you do a great job. Thanks. You know, it's a good good feel. I, and, I love the... You, uh, know, you know, obviously, you know, the players, and, you know, it's it's important. You but know, it's, a, you, it's a different... Pers- my perspective is always, you know, where everybody, it's like I say, enjoying my truth, or it's been able to, like, I'm not... Don't sugarcoat anything, but it's also, too, is I like being where I'm at because I don't need to know everything because then you get... Then I have a, a fresh, a different perspective so that if you have asked me questions or yeah. what do I think or or what do you think of that, then I tell yeah. without any, because you don't need, you just need to know how I'm, what, what I see from my point of view and it's perfect. And I love what, you, what everything's going on and, and the, how it's building. Yeah. And, and it's, it's the foundation. Speaking of buildings, how nice is Little Caesars Arena? Like it's, I like. Can you? Uh, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, do you have yeah. an office? I do. You do. I do. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. You got your name on your door? I I don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that'll be next. Yeah. But you got an office? No, it's a nice glass. Uh, I I can see uh, Comerica Park and Ford Field. Amazing. Really cool. Wow. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you know you you know you might have deserved. You might get yeah. invited up there you one deser- day. You know what? I I walk by and. You can, our off our offices are at the opposite end of where the dressing room is. I know it is. You know, like it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's an unreal setup when when you get up there. You know, really but really up cool. There is, yeah. Uh, you know, we got a real real cool conference room. Big uh, big table. Big Red Wing logo. Um, and then uh, yeah, obviously we have the windows that uh, that overlook Woodward and uh, you know great view of uh, you know lions and uh, and tigers. So. So cool, it's and then, and and everything going on downtown, you know, like just with with what everything how yeah. it's come about, yeah. you know, like isn't it unbelievable? I know it's unreal. Yeah, LCA's yeah. had concerts the last three nights, and they got another one tomorrow night. Yeah, and then yeah, my daughter was at Post Malone. Well, she, yeah, 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 I was I was down there. My daughter, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Oh, so. My, oh, so uh, well, you want to want to talk about your son Keenan real quick? What what he's what's going on with him? Yeah, um, Keenan, who obviously grew up playing Little Caesars, uh, he is his senior year. He's gone to uh, St. Andrews College. He did three years at Brother Rice. He's going to St. Andrews College for uh, 
senior year of high school, uh, and he's committed to uh, Miami of Ohio. So he's uh, he's probably two years out playing there for uh, uh, one of our former – Chris Bergeron was, uh, was a Detroit Red Wing, so he's the head coach there now. Came over from Bowling Green, uh, Red Hawk alumni, and he's, uh, he's – so he's getting into his first year coaching um, – coaching Miami after coming over from Bowling Green. So, um, you know, obviously very, uh, you know, very proud. Uh, you know, I was able to, uh, you know, a great, great group of uh, O2s. You've obviously, you know, reffed our games yep. and, and watched us play. Um, we ended up, uh, I think there's uh, – 11 division one scholarships uh from from the o2 groups that uh, that that uh, that we were able to coach uh myself uh craig rail and paul moretz um you know and it's uh that's you know real real proud of that you know these kids man they um you know when you start talking about the passion and the love of the game you know these i was able to share that with them and it's fun to watch these kids you know a lot of these kids are going to be up for the draft this year so um I got to watch one of the, you know, one of them former uh, former player just sent me a text and just asked, you know, I'd really like to get, you know, this type of video. Can you send it to me? It's pretty pretty neat to have that relationship with mm -hmm. these kids still, and uh, you know, it's, it's a good young group. But you know, that's something that uh, certainly proud of. And you know, as the last two years when uh, Little Caesars Arena opened, that's the home of Little Caesars, the Belfort Training Center. I mean, you talk about, you know, what a what an unbelievable place to, to to play your minor hockey. You know, walking in like it's uh, it's amazing. Shooting room, they there's four dressing rooms, so four teams have their have have their equipment there. You know, basically Monday through Friday, uh, they have their own video room. There's their tutor room. Um, I mean, you just can't you can't imagine the my stuff nephew's that loving it. Exactly, yeah, you know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's it's it is it's uh, it's unreal. And you know, Mac mentioned it before about the commitment of of the Illich family, and obviously the commitment to uh, you know AAA and Little Caesars. Um, hockey is, uh, it's amazing. So I was fortunate. I had a blast. I was able to coach these kids. Uh, I started when, uh, when they were nine years old and I watched them turn into, you know, great young men. And I'm real proud of that group. You did a great job, and, no, and, 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 and the passion carries over to the bench too. I can. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Drapes doesn't. You oh. know, we're all we're all the same. It's the oh. same sort of thing. Is that it's that injustice or when it's wrong? And yeah, he can he can light somebody up pretty good. Yeah. We 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 learn from the best, though. You know. Yeah, it, that was probably the only. I mean. Yeah, I, I probably cross the line sometimes, you know. On uh, yeah, but you. That, but here's the thing in the hockey. But I can honestly here's say I never got world. thrown out of a. Actually, this is funny. I got the guy tossed me out once, and I talked my. I talked him out of it. <laughs> he didn't even throw me out of the game. I was just like, I asked if we could have a conversation. We had a conversation, and then I was like, all right, let's get this game going. And he actually got the game going, and I never had to leave the bench. So never got That's tossed, so eh? You, dude. That is <laughs> hey, so you. that was one of my proudest <laughs> coaching is, moments. Unbelievable! I think the, I think the ref was Perry Bellucci. Hey. He, he braced he braced me the last five minutes of a game, and then as soon as the game's done, he shakes my hand. Bellucci, you want a beer? Come on. Well, <laughs> well yeah. hey, I've the hey, no, listen, I, I seen no, you great. rough. Yeah. I yeah. seen you rough. I'd be losing my on you the whole time anyway. No, I know, and I'd ignore you. Yeah. Don't call it. Don't call Pally. Yeah. Well, good, Drapes. That's pretty much. That's a good way to end with the uh, director of amateur scouting on his way to Sweden. Thanks for uh, Thank popping in. Um, I'm gonna de definitely next time. I'm. I'm gonna. We're gonna have to get a round table going when Ticker's in town. Yeah. Yeah. For or, sure. Or Ozzy or, or, or Maltz or Wolf yeah. Joey. I was gonna say, can out. we if we can get you in again during the season here? Yes. 
Yeah, no, this is great. I, I mean, obviously, fantastic. I you got to yep. sign your uh, fantastic studio. Sound it's, your you know, it's, yeah. uh, I, I enjoy it. And like I said, you know, obviously, listen, uh, you know, on Instagram, got a lot of your stuff going on. So it's uh, it's great. You're doing a great job. Try to be a part of part of it, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's fun. It's any any time you get to come in and walk down memory lane is something that uh, you know is obviously you know very special for for all of us and. It's great to talk about these stories, and you know, I know you have the passion, you know, for for the Detroit Red Wings to get back to to how they were when we played, and certainly I do too. And you know, that's something I think that means a lot to the city, and you know, we'll we'll continue to do it and continue to rep the brand, and uh, and we'll get it back to where we want it to be. All right, that sounds good. Um, couple things I want to let you know that uh, and I want to say thanks before I forget. Uh, Dora Rodriguez, uh, our UAW rep. I was, uh, I went out and represented the grind line to say thank you. Uh, I went to Romulus, Belleville, and Ypsilanti yesterday on the strike lines okay. and and told them that uh, hey, the grind, uh, the grind line is because of you people. You were there for us support. We want to let you know that uh, we've been through it, but we're here for you. Yeah, so uh, thank cool. you, Dora. I think that the great thing is that we're going to have, and I don't know if it's next week or not, but I'm going to have a couple of the, you're trying to see if I can get Dora in to explain their story and what the, uh, you know, what the Grind Time family is all about because, uh, you know, you, you can't choose your blood, but you can choose your family, and, and it really goes to show you the people, and I think it's important as to why, you know why people do what they do you know and uh you know it's a great great way to to for all of us to relay as i w want everybody to realize how we're more similar than we are different so uh we've known that a long time we got a lot of things to share i appreciate uh you as always and uh you know well now now you got a little bit more responsibility to bring this uh bring some of these young guys home so yeah you know what i'm, ex I'm excited having fun. about it and yeah. then that's the whole thing is that yeah. you're passionate about it. everybody you said if everybody listens to this podcast grind time with darren mccarty with with grind line centerman chris four times stanley cup champion chris draper everybody he's mentioned in the spots that they are have the reps and have the passion you know stevie beaker clears hork you hawk fish Maltz, Croner. Howie, yeah. Croner. Yeah. This culture's in the right way. Get on for a ride and uh till we speak again. Thank you, brother. Absolutely. Love Appreciate you. It. All thank right. You, for Mike. Mikey McCool, Perry Vellucci, thank you, Bill Roos. Uh, this is D Mac. And remember here on Grind Time with Darren McCarty, no matter how many times you fall down, get your ass back up. Grind time. We're out.